Happy St. Patrick's Day, where free agency is underway, getting closer to the NFL draft, where players will get paid. Don't be afraid to fill out those NCAA brackets. Use your tactics to make the tournament run fantastic. Blast, baby! Third and three is back in the building for all women, men, and children. So let's start the flow as we look for gold on the other side of the rainbow. Try to get lucky over here on St. Patty's Day. And I personally struck gold and got very lucky almost a year ago when two of the best hosts I know agreed to do this show with me. The third and three podcast was born with the knowledge of tricky Nikki G and the factual outside the box thinking and knowledge of what proved to be the real deal indeed with Damian Adams. Happy St. Patty's Day to you guys. Happy Wednesday. Happy third and three podcast. I love you. Ladies first. Nikki, how's hump day treating you so far? Not bad. It was uh, quite a day today, but I am happy to be here. You guys always make my Wednesday so much better. And you know, it's my least favorite day of the week because shit starts falling apart by now. But I am happy to be here. (laughs) Happy St. Patrick's Day. You're Irish, not Irish, whatever. Um, Yeah, ready to get going. Well, let's try to bring a little luck. You know, I have a little luck toward the show today. Let's see what happens. Let's see if ESPN is actually going to finally admit that they're listening to us, Dave. <laughs> yeah, I think they definitely get some ideas from us. Uh, but, you know, who can you, you can't really blame them. You know, we're coming with some awesomeness <laughs> every week. So, you know, I, I find it as a compliment. And hopefully one day, I know one day, not hopefully, but I know one day um, that this will lead to success for this show. And, you know, for other shows that we like to shout out on this show. So I think that we will have, you know, the time that will come for us where all of us still of our ideas will be paid back in full. Totally, man. I know what's going to happen. I believe in that karma thing. And, you know, what goes around comes around and you give good out and good comes back. And 
that's also why we give our shout outs to uh, these people. And, and you mentioned it. We got to shout it out. I'm going to do it first. And I'm going to go to Danny Thompson. Obviously, you know, Damien, you know him at Danny three Thompson does an amazing job covering the Charlotte Hornets of the NBA for the three point conversion and the voice of I-95 sports network. And by the way, he picked a great team in your NBA draft. So I got to give him kudos over there, man. Danny Thompson at Danny three Thompson, follow him for what he does, his work, and also his banter back and forth. The man definitely has and knows his knowledge, Damien. There's no doubt. So I was glad to meet him. Yeah, Danny's all right. Um, you know, he's a <laughs> he's a Falcons fan, so I can't really. All right. <laughs> I was like, wow, damn. You know, yeah, you're all right. <laughs> Falcons fan. They, yeah, they, they got this thing going on over there. I love it. <laughs> but nah, Danny, Danny's great, man. Danny does a great job, like you said, covering the Hornets. And he's an awesome writer, along with being someone who's great on the radio and podcast. Definitely multi-talented. No doubt. No doubt. Does a great job. Does a great job. So, uh, Danny, shout out to you, bro. Uh, all right. Why don't you take it away, Damien? So my shout out today goes to Brian H. Waters. You can find him on Twitter at Brian H. Waters. Um, he hosts a few different shows. His main one is the Wrestling Realm. Um, he's somebody who definitely, when it comes to wrestling, can break it down. And that's one of his segments or one of his shows. It's called Break It Down. If you remember uh, the DX theme song, they say, break it down. That's part of his theme that goes into it. Pretty dope. Uh, and um, he also can talk sports as well. Big Ravens fan. Uh, and he does a lot for women in sports media. He has a lot of them on his shows. And I love seeing that, not just for Women's History Month, but always. You know, So he's somebody who is definitely an advocate for just making sure that everybody gets represented. So I like that a lot. So shout out to Brian H. Waters. Well done. Well done. Definitely know Brian Waters over there and uh, hook up on Twitter and everything. Great job. Excellent. All right, Nikki, close us out with the shout outs before we get to business. All right. So my shout out is keeping with our uh, Women's History Month and Women's Month. Uh, Keisha Swafford, I think. We are in talks. I'm going to be a guest on her show. I think we're going to try to get her on for maybe a segment in a couple weeks here. Um, anyway, so she just launched her podcast. It's called Balling with Keisha, which is available on all social media platforms. And you can find her on Twitter at Keisha underscore writer 24. So give her a follow, check out her podcast and help build that show up. There you go. There you go. Beautiful. You see, giving it taking it back, everything, that's what it goes round and round. And you said that you guys are going to get together and do a show and have, you know, be a special guest. We're going to have a special guest on later to help us break down Mount Playa Playa NFC East style. That's going to be LaDonna Samani. We're going to have her in later. Um, that's coming up a few segments from now. But, you know, how we do. We started off with neighborhood news and we didn't get a chance or I shouldn't say a chance at happened afterward, Damien, and you know that we lost the major boxing legend in marvelous Marvin Hagler. I just wanted to pay quick respect to him, one of the best middleweights of all time, 62-3-2 all-time record. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean, that's just crazy to fight that many fights, and the fighters that he fought, D, you know all about it, with Tommy Hearns and Sugar Ray and Roberto Duran and he was just some fighter and he was built like we talk about guys who were, you know, like built back in the day before all the technology. He was he was one tough with a uh, middle middleweight man. Yeah, no, definitely one of the toughest of all time. When you think about 
warriors in boxing, his name is the first to come up. And he walked away in 87, leaving us wanting more. He thought he was robbed yeah. by the judges against Sugar Ray Leonard. He and, was. <laughs> yeah. He took his principles and was like, I'm, I'm not coming back. Went away and became an actor in Italy just to show his versatility, uh, what, he, what he was able to do during his life. Um, but if you want to know what he's all about, go look up the three, the three rounds of hell against Tommy Hearns. Oh, gosh. Yeah, Best just rounds of boxing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, excellent. I've gone back and watched some of his fights. That's one of the main ones. It's one of my favorite fights of all time to go back and watch on YouTube. Just a legend, man. Rest in peace. Absolutely, rest in peace. He was one that I grew up watching. I you know, remembering him and Hearns and Sugar Ray, obviously, and Nikki. Um, I know that boxing isn't your forte necessarily, but that fight, uh, the the three rounds that uh, Damian Edges brought up. Tommy Hearns versus Marvin Hagler. You should check it out on YouTube. It's be a very well spent nine minutes of, of your life watching just brawlers, you know, go at it. And, you know, Tommy, the hitman Hearns. I mean, you know, that says it all right there. You boxing nicknames. You cannot compete with them. They're the best. But again, may he rest in peace. Um, somebody who hung him up, who is thankfully still with us, is Drew Brees. We knew it was going to happen. It was a matter of time. Uh, he leaves the league leading in half, you know, the QB uh, uh, categories, yards, completions, completion percentage, all that sort of stuff. And Nikki, now it leads us to what's next for the Saints. They did go ahead and sign Jameis Winston. All right. They do have Taysom Hill, which I'm going to get to in a second. I'm thinking Teddy Beam may not be a bad choice. I don't know what they're going to do in the draft with the 28th pick, but they got Jameis Winston for one year, $5.5 million. And Taysom Hill's contract, if you guys don't know, I'm Damien, I'm sure you do, is four years, $140 million. Now, that's a boatload of money, oh. and it can be restructured easily, no problem. There's a lot of things that are into it where they wouldn't get hit with a, with a big cap if they were to, um, you know, re release them or whatever it may be, you know, in the future. So... Given all of this now, and we've talked about it obviously for weeks, and it, I don't know, I don't know if Deshaun Watson's going anywhere at this point. He's really the only guy left. Uh, Nikki, before we get to to uh, Damian and his team over here, what do you think is the best route? They have Jameis, they have uh, Taysom Hill, and Teddy B seems like he's going to be available because the Carolina Panthers are going to draft a quarterback. I, I don't know, maybe bring him back. What What are your thoughts? Um. Well, truthfully, I don't have too many thoughts on the Saints quarterback <laughs> position. Um, I feel like I defer to D on that. And it seems like, I mean, it feels like they're going to go all in on, on what, Jameis, right? I mean, I don't know. what. So what, you'd have Taysom, Teddy Bridgewater, Jameis. It just seems like, I don't, I don't know. Who's going to take you further? Well, it seems like, D, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, James can earn up to, I think, $12 million this year. It's a one-year contract with all these incentives and whatnot. So I think they're going to give him the starting job, or am I wrong? Yeah, I believe it's going to be Jameis. Um, Sean Payton came out and said that it will be a competition, but I think it's Jameis' job to lose. Um, the fact that we even brought him back. Right. If we want to take someone to be the guy, we would have brought in another backup, someone who the fans wouldn't want to see starting or someone that we haven't heard rumors about Sean Payton loving at practice. 
And, you know, you wouldn't have that there. You wouldn't want that drama if you didn't want Jameis to start. So I think it's Jameis's job to lose. Um, and for me, I think he's our best realistic option. Uh, with Teddy, with his new contract that he has now, with our salary cap situation, wouldn't work to have all three of those guys on the roster at all. Uh, Russell Wilson, even though he named us in his sort of trade request. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not realistic. You know, we can't go chasing that waterfall. We got to go stick it to the rivers and lakes that we're used to. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. oh, Real nice. <laughs> but yeah, I do believe, I believe in Jameis. If Sean Payton believes in Jameis Winston, I believe in Jameis Winston. Sean Payton has given me no reason to doubt him when it comes to the offensive side of the ball. And if he thinks that he's seen enough from Jameis in this year under his system, learning from the great Drew Brees for a year, I believe Jameis can do that as well. I believe in Jameis so much. I'm going to make my first bold prediction that Jameis Winston next year will take a quantum oh. leap, leap, oh. leap. Oh, oh. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> the first big smasher of the new league year, which officially started just a couple of hours ago. Damn. Oh, laying oh it man. The quantum oh. leap prediction of the year is in already March 17th, 2021. You heard it here first, people on this show. Wow. I better not hear this on ESPN tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's something else. Hey, you know what? For you Saints, I hope that does prove true. And for Jameis, the guy who I wasn't high on and still am not high on, I would love to see him succeed. He's stayed in the league for number one pick. And uh, here's his second chance. So let's see what happens with that. Uh, the Patriots guys have been freaking busy as hell. You know, first of all, they're bringing back Cam Newton. I don't know what that says for them drafting another quarterback. I still think that's in play, but um, they're spending money like it's water right now. They got Matthew Judon. That's great. The guy from the Ravens defensive end. Uh, he can play interior as well. Matthew Judon. They picked up two tight ends in Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry. That tells you what they want to do on offense right away. They're going to be playing inside the hash marks. They got safety Jalen Mills. They picked up offensive line Trent Brown last week. Uh, we talked about that. Bill knows. Bill Belichick knows you build from the inside out. The line is scrimmage. So then you went ahead and you grabbed a couple of receivers, and they're by no means A receivers. They're lucky to be B receivers. But he got Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne, who's a former 49er over here. And look, he's doing his thing. And the guys who are going to come back and then the draft, I'm not counting out the Patriots as far as the playoffs are concerned right now already starting right away. I can see them making the playoffs this year, Dean. Yeah, man, I love what they're doing. Uh, you mentioned the two tight end set that they're setting up. You know, it all reminds us of Gronk and another guy, you know, who we don't really mention by name anymore. But that talented duo was so lethal when it was together with Gronk. I think this duo can do the same thing with Cam, that running game. It's going to be crazy with Cam Newton. It was really good last year, right? And they got overshadowed by the lack of passing game. Right. So, and plus they're going to get back all the players that opted out last year because of COVID. So this Patriots team is going to be nice, man. And you don't see them spend money like this usually. So I think they're on a mission. They are. Bill Belichick is pissed off, Nick. You got to believe that, that, you know, having a seven and nine season, 
after 20 years of success and six Super Bowl rings, I mean, gosh, you know, it, they're after it. And he's their general manager also. So you know that he's the one behind all these moves and they're, they're doing it. They're not just getting any player to fill a hole. They're picking up players who can get the job done. And these guys are stars. Oh, yeah. You know, he's pissed. And that's why when we were talking about, um, you know, kind of like our draft predictions a few weeks ago. And, I, you know, I had said I was like, no, uh, Bill Belichick is pissed and he'll be damned if all these other teams are going to dictate what he's going to do. I said they were quiet, but they weren't going to be quiet for much longer. And here they go. Um the only thing I'm not really a fan of is like the spending, you know, spree and free agency. Cause sometimes that just means like, well, you didn't draft so great, you know, but I, I get it. I trust Bill Belichick and I, this division better watch out. I'm glad Cam is coming back. I am really happy. He's getting another chance with a more complete team. I just think last year for everybody was a weird, probably off year. So I am interested to see what they do in the draft and what they got going this season. You know, it's really interesting. We're going to talk about a couple of more AFC East teams, and they were the laughing stock of the league for 20 years. It was just the Patriots, and everybody else was going to go 6-10 and 10 or 3-13 and 13 or whatever it is. Now look what Miami's doing. They almost made the postseason. The Bills were a game away from the Super Bowl. The Jets are making moves. You know, nothing insane, crazy yet, but – they got a lot of money to spend also, and they have a great spot at number two in the draft. So, yeah, all of a sudden, this division is going uh, is pretty interesting now. It's not the laughing stock anymore, so we shall see. Um, all right, a couple other things real quick. Uh, well, I shouldn't say real quick. We got more to get to, but Von Miller's staying in Denver, and they also signed cornerback Ronald Darby to a three-year deal. So good moves made there by the Broncos. The Lions make another trade with the Rams and get defensive end Michael Brockers, who gets overshadowed by, you know, Aaron Donald and others. But Michael Brockers, um, you know, you guys know, D, he's, he's a really good player. So while we don't have big ex- expectations for the Lions or anything, uh, Brockers can do some damage. Yeah, no, it's a good pickup for him. But like you say, he might get lost in the uh, kneecap biting sauce, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Over there. But it's a good pickup. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's great. Nikki, you can't follow that up. I'm not even going to bother. Nope. <laughs> I don't even know who the guy is. So <laughs> there you go. But you know what? You know, some of these guys, Shaq Barrett, he signs, stays in Tampa Bay. Gronk coming back as well. Uh, they also made a deal with Levante David. So Tampa, again, with Tom Brady there and Godwin, we know uh, that they put the uh, free agency uh, tag on. They still got players to play. They're going to be, again, Big time contender to, uh, in the NFC next year. They haven't lost really anybody except for a player or two here and there. Nick, go ahead. Yeah, um, I don't know who's even good. Okay, I guess the Saints, you know, maybe. I don't know, D. Do you think the Saints take a step back this year? Are they going to be right up there with the Bucks contending? I mean, maybe Atlanta, like, gets their shit together and remembers how to win games. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to say they're going to run away with the division, but I think they'll probably have a little bit of an easier time than last season. Yeah, they definitely have an edge going in, being able to keep everybody. You got to give props to Tom Brady again for restructuring his deal, taking less money. Um, it's easy to do when you have a wife who's worth $400 million. A lot of people don't like to mention that. when you, say Tom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Tom Brady took another pay cut. Well, yeah, you can do that. Um, 
That's and right. for me, them keeping the team together just should make Bucks fans really proud. The fact that they're trying to go for it again and using every resource they have. Uh, the Saints will still be very strong. Our core is still there. Even with all the moves we've had to make with, you know, trying to get under the salary cap, you still got our core and all our talent there. It's just a big change at QB, right? If Jameis or Taysom, whoever starts, comes out and plays well and that quantum leap prediction comes true, we could challenge Tampa Bay for a division. Well, you see, now that's exactly how I feel about my 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the starter going into the season. Likely he will get hurt. You know, knock on wood, God forbid. We never wish that on anybody, but that's been his MO ever since he's got here. And he has a winning record, but it's because of the coach and the play callers around him. Now, the 49ers are also bringing their guys back. They brought back Jason Verrett, uh, cornerback, Emmanuel Mosley, cornerback, Kyle Juszczyk, who fullbacks are usually not the backbone of your team and the heart of your team, but he is. And we all know what Kyle Juszczyk can do. He's very versatile on the field, the way that they use him. Uh, San Fran also gave Trent Williams, offensive lineman, offensive tackle, maybe the best in the game, a boatload of money, six years, $138 million, I think, with like $55 million guaranteed. So he's there. Whatever quarterback is playing for us, even if it is Jimmy G, won't even have to look and bother to his left because Trent Williams will have that locked down. They also brought in a longtime player, Pro Bowler Alex Mack at center. So I like what the 49ers are doing as well, but same problem, quarterback. I know Jimmy Garoppolo helped to get us there to the Super Bowl, but Dane, I want to ask both of you guys. I personally, I, they, they caught lightning in a bottle that season. I don't think that can happen again. Yes, they're going to be a run-predominant offense, but I think that they should have been aggressive. And maybe they were, and I don't know about it. We don't know about it, but I just don't like the fact that they're bringing Jimmy G back and there was like no questions asking him. Yeah, I think they probably were aggressive and we just don't know about it. Maybe they just were aggressive in the wrong direction, right? You're aggressive towards Deshaun Watson and the Texans are just being so stubborn about it that they're not taking any calls. They're not even looking at, you know, these trade options where they can get all these draft picks back and players in return. Now, if they were, I guess I can ask you, if they were aggressive towards Matthew Stafford, would you be great with that pickup? A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. A billion percent. I would I would be thrilled with that pickup and have confidence that we would go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I do. So I'm thinking that it probably just went in the wrong direction. They went towards Deshaun Watson when they should have went towards Matthew Stafford and trying to get him because he was definitely more available. Uh, you know, Russell Wilson, I don't know, Seattle, if they do trade him, they're definitely not gonna trade him in division. Right. So for me, the biggest option would be Deshaun Watson. And the Texans, for me, I just think they're going to wait to make him miss games before they trade him. So I don't know if you guys really had that those options out there that it seemed like they were going to be out there going into the offseason. I guess not. And again, like you said, you know, maybe they were aggressive and we don't know. You know, I was thinking Sam Darnold, possibly. Of course, I wished and dreamed about the Sean Watson but, you know, a few other guys popped in my head, Nikki, that even like Teddy Bridgewater we just spoke about, I would be very, very happy with him running our offense. We, we, we know he's not going to turn the ball over like Jimmy G does at least once a game. So I, I, that's my problem. I, we have a great team, and hopefully we'll stay healthy this year. 
but Garoppolo is not going to win a game for us when we need him to. He just, he's just not going to, he's not going to. Yeah, I feel you. That's how I feel about Daniel Jones. (laughs) (laughs) Now you have a much better team, I think all around than the giants do, but no, I, I feel you, Jay. I just don't know. Is that the guy? Do you want Jimmy G like game on the line? Is that your guy? I have confidence in the 49ers probably everywhere else on that team, but I don't really have a ton of confidence in the quarterback situation. No, it's really hard to, and uh, people say, oh, well, look at his record. You know, it's got, he's got one of the best winning percentages. Yeah, but he's got one of the biggest interception percentages. And again, our offense does not run through him. It would be great to have a quarterback to rely on to make those throws to, you know, the players that we need. You know, Nick Mullins even has a better arm than him. I wish we could put Mullins arm on Garoppolo and things would work out, but can't really do. Well, actually, we probably can just bring him to a lab and we can probably work that stuff out. But anyway, moving on, me and D, we are definitely searching for the quarterback of the future. Maybe Damien has his. I don't think that the 49ers have theirs right now. Uh, as far as the Packers, they have theirs for probably the next three years. If he decides to stay there, something tells me they don't. But they did sign Aaron Jones, their running back, to stay. Uh, I think it was four years, $48 million, And that's much better than what I was talking about as far as slapping the franchise tag on him, which would have cost $15, $16, million, $17 million, somewhere in that area. Now you got the guy for the next four years who I believe is young enough and young enough legs where a deal like that does work out guys, you know? So Damien, we look at a lot of deals that the running backs have gotten and it seems that none of them have really panned out, but I feel like Aaron Jones legs are a little bit younger than, you know, perhaps maybe Ezekiel Elliott was at that time or Todd Gurley because of how often they carried the ball. So I like the fact that they paid Aaron Jones to stay. Yeah, it's a friendly contract. It's not, you know, 90 million like the one for Ezekiel Elliott. Um, And when you look at running backs like him who split time, who now you can put a bigger load on in his prime, it's perfect. He's going to be worth the money. We see how great Aaron Rodgers is off of play action. The play action works because you have a running back back there that the defense has to respect. So I think it's a great deal. Yeah. Yep, so do I, Nikki, and it, it is. It is a uh, definitely a player-friendly deal. Uh, there's no doubt, of course. Look, forty-eight million is forty-eight million. I don't know what he's guaranteed, but the man is very happy right now, and it was definitely a great move because the way they use him out of the backfield as well is fantastic. He's a great. He is one of the best. I you know. I'm. I'm willing, he's one of the top five best open-run field players in the NFL. He has got incredible vision. He can tiptoe the sideline. He's worth every penny to them. Uh, and, and I'm sure that Aaron Rodgers is thrilled right, right now, Nikki. Yeah, I mean, this just seems like a, a win-win for everyone. Win for him, win for the organization. Like, so I think all parties are happy. And just like this money you're throwing out as you go through neighborhood news, like, damn, like, can I just get a mill? <laughs> like, that ain't even that much money anymore, but just, oh my God, these contracts. In my next life, I'd like to come back as an athlete. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. No kidding. I just saw some quick breaking news. I didn't catch all of it, but unfortunately, it looks like Solomon Thomas, speaking of the 49ers, one of our great defensive tackles, is headed to one of the AFC teams. I'm going to have to figure that out as we're going along over here, but 
something just flashed across my phone over there. So I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little unhappy about that right now. He was very important to our lineup. I would love to see what the hell happened and what we got for it. Uh, see if that kind of comes along as we go on over here. Um, going to the Cardinals real quick, Nikki, uh, you know, you talk about a, you talk about AJ Green, you know, in the past a little bit, and he's certainly a great player when he's on the field, but often injured. The Cardinals pick him up to go on the opposite side of DeAndre Hopkins. As we mentioned before, um, actually off air, we were talking real quick before we got on that Larry Fitzgerald is a free agent. It's kind of hard to see him playing anywhere else, but they also made a very, very big move for their offensive line with not a household name at all, but Rodney Hudson at center is going to be a huge. Did we lose Jason there? I think so. So yeah, no, he was just talking about their, some of the different free agent signings with AJ Green. You've talked about AJ Green before, Nikki. Mm -hmm. Do you think he will be a good fit there in Arizona? Well, I hope so. <laughs> like, cause like I said, like I, the potential I think is there. If he can, you know, curb the injuries a little bit, get his shit together. I do think so. And as we're talking, I'm seeing rumors of Minnesota interested in Larry Fitzgerald. What do you guys think about that? I don't oh, well, see. Yeah. I don't see Larry. Oh, sorry, Jason. I don't see Larry leaving uh, Arizona, even though, you know, Minnesota hometown and, you know, you, he was a ball boy and, you know, that's when Chris Carter was mentoring them all. That, the storyline is there, right? Mm -hmm. I still don't see that because it's not like Minnesota is closer to winning than Arizona is. So it wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, I, it, it would be weird for him just to be in another, another team. But for the reason you just said, Minnesota would be the only team because his mentor, Chris Carter, uh, you know, that's where he was the ball boy forever, like you just said. So. Uh, I don't know that that would be interesting. Um, I'm seeing news here real quick. Giants expected to host free agent wide receiver Kenny Galladay for a visit. Nikki, that's going to make you pretty happy. I wish they closed the goddamn deal already. I haven't seen this show all week. Just close the deal. Like you're not, you know, don't leave the building. What is going on? <laughs> oh, my God. so funny. I love it. I love it. Oh, I got to find out this 49 news when I can. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get well, to it. Well, Jacksonville is getting a lot of calls about Minshew. So there's that if anyone's interested. <laughs> wow, I'm surprised that they're getting calls for him. I mean, he's a good athlete, but wow, okay, D. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never been like, for Minshew, he's okay. I think he's going to be a journeyman, very Ryan Fitzpatrick-like career I see in the future of Gardner Minshew. Yeah, really. I mean, come on now. I mean, yeah. It looks One, like it's, uh, Chicago is interested in him. Oh, yeah. the Andy Dalton Minshew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a battle. Duel it out. Yeah. Uh oh. Oh, man. Watch that competition. Watch, watch out for the Bears. <laughs> oh, God. Yep. Something we didn't even get to yet that I didn't even, about worth bringing up a one year deal with Andy Dalton going to the Bears. I'm really, I really don't know what they were thinking. I don't see how that makes any sense at all. Do they think they have a team ready to win a Super Bowl and Andy Dalton's going to be the answer? Did they watch any Cowboy game last year? I Andy Dalton is just like <laughs> making a living out of just like being so mediocre and raking in the dough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I first heard that news, first person I thought of was poor Allen Robinson. Yeah. He franchised him. 
he still can't go anywhere. We thought finally he was going to be a free agent. And now he's going to be stuck either catching from Minshew or Andy Dalton. (laughs) (laughs) Poor guy. (laughs) Unreal. Unbelievable. Wow. All right. Well, a quarterback who's in the totally different direction is Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, of course. Uh, He, along with Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones, um, their contract as Andy Reid, reading between the lines, you know, and seeing that the talents are not going to be there forever. So they are restructuring their contracts to try to keep this team intact as much as they can. And ironically, they let Eric Fisher go. And that was the whole big deal. Eric Fisher, the left tackle who missed the Super Bowl for the Kansas City Chiefs. So I guess they have other ideas in mind over there. I just found that to be an ironic move there, Damian. Well, you got to think he tore his Achilles in the championship game, right? Well, uh, yeah. I, okay. That's fair. True. Yeah, true. <laughs> so, yeah. He's not going to be ready until playoff time. If that this season. So they probably was like, Oh, let's free up this space. If we can sign him back when he is ready. Cool. Um, but let's free up this space and see if we can get somebody else. Um, they're saying this is a very tackle heavy draft as well. So they may go ahead and try to replace that in the draft. There you go. That's it. And that's what a big part of the draft is all about. That's why these picks are so quality. You know, you you need them. You have to have them. So, Nikki, uh, you know, Kansas City trying to make sure they can stay in Super Bowl contention for a while. Their division rival, the Las Vegas Raiders, grab former Bills wide receiver John Brown. I like that move, Nikki. He's he's a really good wide receiver. He can run the route tree. He's more known for you know, going down the field, which is something that John Gruden is in love with. They have Henry Ruggs there on the other side to do that. You know, like I mentioned before, Nelson Aguilar is gone. So I think that the Raiders got a good wide receiver right there that Derek Harker builds some rapport with in the offseason. Yeah, I like that move as well. Um, just looking for the Raiders to uh, hopefully they can get it together on defense this year because, man, they sure do leave the middle of the field exposed. That's where they get killed, and that's what we harped on all season with them. So hopefully they can pull that together because I do think they could be a really good team. I'm not going to quant- quantum leap them yet but because I was wrong last year on Denver, so I think I need to think about things a little bit. But I could see the Raiders trending up if they get that defense together. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, what you, th- you think, D? I mean, like, I, I agree with her. They got to get that defense going a little more. I mean, they got a couple of good pass rushes over there, but the back end is what you really got to worry about when you talk about Mahomes, Justin Herbert in that division, you know? Yeah, no, I totally agree. Like they get that together and then you have a complete team, right? Without a gaping hole in it. So, you know, figuratively and literally is a gaping hole in the defense. So, Hopefully they can get that together and they can be a true contender, playoff contender, not Super Bowl contender, though. Right, right. Yeah, well, we'll see in time. We'll see. I like that this thing with Derek Carr. I think that uh, it's the right move over there. And not to bring anybody else in. The Bills, um, like I said, losing John Brown, but replacing him with somebody that Damian and I are very familiar with, and that's Emmanuel Sanders on a one-year deal. I wouldn't call that an upgrade, though, necessarily, Nikki. I, I, I don't know. Is that an even swap to you, John Brown? Emmanuel Sanders who would you rather have probably an even swap at this point wouldn't you say okay I mean it's pretty close to even Damien you want to you want to tilt the uh, balance a little um I wouldn't say it's not even John Brown is more explosive at this point of his career than Sanders um but Sanders does make up for that with his just 
you know, veteran ship, if that's a word, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the nuances of the game, running routes, knowing exactly what to do, when to do it. So it's not an exact swap, but I don't think the drop off is major. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's an exact swap either for pretty much the same exact reasons you said. Now, I, I, th- I think it's closer than maybe what you think, because Emmanuel Sanders is that skilled and does know how to get open very well. But John Brown is more explosive. And uh, I think that'll help out the Raiders a lot. But I also think the Bills will be helped out by Emmanuel Sanders. And especially if he can stay healthy and on the field where John Brown wasn't last year. Let's get to a couple of more here before we get to our break. Um, You said it, Nikki, the Jaguars have been very busy. They added, honestly, like 14 new players. I'm not going to go through all of them right now, but a couple to highlight. My boy, Carlos Hyde, who has moved around that division so much. And after the 49ers, man, wow, did he go to a whole bunch of teams. But Shaq Griffin also from the Seahawks. I think that was a pretty good move right there, uh, Nikki. Um, they're, they're definitely going for it. They know they're getting their quarterback of the future, so all they got to do is build around it. So I, I think they're headed in the right direction. I mean, they can't do much worse. Well, yeah, well, that's the thing. I think, <laughs> I think like, we saw rock bottom, right? I think they hit rock bottom. They just were like, F it, tank it, and then they had to go and win that game. Like, you know, it just – they they have to do something, you know what I mean? So I I agree with it. I had no idea they had all these players, so good for them. And we will see. I, I hope they get a little bit better than what they were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really hope so. Could you play some watchable football? That'd be great. It, it really would be. And, yeah, let's not forget, they do have a few guys intact. You know, DJ Chark will be better with a better quarterback. James Robinson came out of nowhere and rushed for over 1,000 yards last year, Damian. So I think that they're headed in the right direction. And, you know, Urban Myers, a whole another question altogether. But the Jaguars seem to be, you know, ready to try to catch up with the rest of the division. Not that they are, but they're trying. Yeah, now they're trying and moving in the right direction, maybe at a snail's pace, um, but <laughs> <laughs> but they're moving in the right direction. And we were just talking about the Chiefs earlier in their offensive line. Uh, just came across my phone that they did sign Kyle Long, who took a year off last year, but when healthy is very good. But the big problem with him is when healthy. Right, right. Okay, well, that's good. All right, good. I like when we get these live updates. And now is definitely the time. Gosh, I got to see if I can see that Solomon Thomas thing when we take the break. And uh, you know what? Speaking of which, we have so much more to get to. Let's take a break right now. As a matter of fact, third and three podcast. We got me, Jason Fearman, Damian Adams, and Tricky Nikki Gist in the house. We're going to break more down. We got a lot more NFL to get to. And the show is just going to get more explosive. So hang in there for a 60-second commercial break. And we'll be right back.
Welcome back. Welcome back. Third and three podcast in the house as always. Damian, Nikki, and myself, Jason Fearman. You know what? I, I, <laughs> my name, Jason, or I forget about the last name, Fearman. I, I, I never liked it. I always, when I say my name, my name is Jason. Nice to meet you. I don't like saying it. I, I haven't for a long time. I grew to actually like my name, but I hated it forever. I always wanted it to be like Ricky or I don't know. So I feel like some sort of like cool name, but I don't know. Now I'm cool with it. I like that people call me Jay like you guys call me Jay. But Jason always sounded kind of weird. Did you guys ever want like a different name or, or anything? Uh, yeah, when I was growing up, Damien, because of the omen. Uh, oh. I was, <laughs> yeah, I used to get those jokes all the time about, oh, he's the devil. No, man, you know, kids are stupid. So I was like, what? What is it? <laughs> I've never heard this before. You never heard about the Omen, the movie? No. So it's this movie about this super evil kid named Damien. And it came out in like the 70s. I don't even know how the kids I grew up with knew about it. But yeah, it's, it's not it's not even that good of a movie. But it's just the fact this evil kid named Damien. It's not even spelled like mine. It's a whole different spelling. But because my name was Damien, I would get those jokes. And then when Next Friday came out, uh, Friday after Next, and the scene where Cat Williams is in the bathroom with Terry Crews. Yeah. Terry Crews is trying to take advantage of him. And he's like, I'm a boy, Damien. Again, <laughs> not Damien, but close enough to where I got those jokes all the time. So for a period there, I was going to go with my middle name, which is Anthony. I was like, oh, you know, Anthony. I like I was gonna be like D Anthony Adams. Um so but Damien's cool. I like it. And plus D Dame, I barely get called my name anyway. So yeah, I got over it. But when I was a kid, I really thought about going by D Anthony Adams as like my title. And <laughs> that was gonna be my name when I eventually got a TV show or whatever. But Damien's cool. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, Damien's Damien's a cool name. I, I also uh, DMX had a song, uh, uh, Damien. It was like he played like the devil and the good guy at the same. You know how DMX did his raps. But Nikki, how about you? Did you ever uh, have a name that you wished you had or wanted to change it for any reason? No, I um, well, obviously my full name is Nicole and I spell it with an H. So my name has been misspelled my whole life. I can't just go like grab a keychain because it's all <laughs> N I C O L E. Um, but I've gotten every nickname under the sun, Nikki Nick, Nickelodeon, Nick Knack, Paddywhack, like just like every <laughs> name you could think of, uh, the Nickster, Nikki Nick and the Nick Factory. So, but oh, I've God. embraced, oh, I've heard it all. Uh, usually just Nick. Um, so yeah, I don't know when I actually ever get called Nicole, probably like if my mom's like, I haven't heard from you, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, no, I've, uh, I've been cool with it. It's not super common. I mean, growing up, there was like one or two Nicoles, but, um, you know, going by Nikki, Nick, I got my name in a couple songs, so I'm cool with it. Yeah, and then you, know, you got your brand new one for me, Tricky Nick. Yeah, so you, <laughs> yeah. You See, you gave me another nickname. <laughs> That's it. Just add it to the list. That's all. I love it. Oh man. All right. Well, speaking of lists, we've been going through teams and players and what's going on, and there's still more. Let's get to it, guys. The, the Texans were staying in the same division over here. We were just talking about the Jaguars and all the moves that they made. The Texans have been very busy themselves signing Mark Ingram 
you know, we'll see what that brings. You know, they thought David Johnson was going to be a 1,500-yard rusher, but that didn't work out too well. They did trade for Shaq Lawson, good linebacker. And, uh, you know, these two AFC South teams are just trying to catch up. So we'll see what happens with them. The Jets have money to spend, and they started doing it with a wide receiver, which they definitely needed, Corey Davis. I wouldn't call him an A wide receiver. He's a B for sure. Um, but they got defensive end Carl Lawson. Uh, Gerard Davis, former first round pick. And like I said, last week, they um, put the franchise tag on Marcus May. And my best friend is a huge Jets fan. And we were talking about it this morning. And with Robert Sala going over there and Mike LaFleur, I I, got to tell you, Damian, real quick, I think that the Jets are looking up already, especially if Sam Darnold's going to be their quarterback and they're going to gain more players around him. Yeah, they definitely made some good moves. Uh, I just don't see that trend continuing because it just goes against the mean, you know. Um, it, goes, <laughs> it goes against what we all know the Jets to be. So they made some good moves so far, but we'll see. It's going to be very exciting to see what they do in the draft. Yeah, well, Nikki, I'm wondering, yeah, the draft is huge. You know, if they can move back, if they're at the number two spot, they can draft a player if they wanted to. Um, there's, a, there's a whole bunch of stuff they can do over there. I doubt it's going to be a quarterback that they do draft Nikki what do you think uh, you you still in the same Darnold camp or are you thinking that they may actually pick a quarterback too well I have maintained for for weeks now that they should just trade back keep Sam but I also listen you do not underestimate the Jets ability to screw things up because we all know they will they will screw this up some way somehow and it's great that they're spending money that they should and maybe they too will have a decent watchable team but until then I just don't even care to talk about them (laughs) period I mean but really guys like what are they doing that even warrants to talk about okay you're spending money and filling in pieces that you've so desperately needed for years uh good for you like uh here gold star for doing your job like uh please i just until you can get back to some form of like watchable football i don't even want to i don't want to watch it i don't want to hear it i have to hear it in new york radio all the time anyway well that you hit it on the head right there that's why because it's new york if it's the new york jets if they were like the new mexico jets then maybe nobody would give a shit so i I, maybe that has something to do with it but I don't know, you know, they look, look, they're trying, but they got to do better than Corey Davis. No offense to him, even though he was a first rounder like four years ago. The other New York team, I shouldn't say the other, the better New York team, the Giants, tagged Leonard Williams, who we spoke about last week, but now they signed him. They gave him a nice big contract and uh, they picked up John Ross III, uh, who was playing for Cincy last year, I think. And he's another guy who can go downfield. He's not much of a route runner. He's more of, you know, try to take the top off the offense sort of guy. But do you like the signing at least to bring him in, Nikki? Yeah, no, I do. I like the signing. Like I said, I'm glad they paid Leonard Williams. That was a must. I really sincerely, please, truly hope they close this deal uh, with Galladay. I like the Jones-Galladay matchup. Um, and we need, we, <laughs> we need a wide receiver. We, we absolutely need that. Um, and need to address offensive line issues. You know how I feel about our tight end. We'll get to it later. Uh, but yeah, no, so far, so good. I just need to see this team like they need to take a quantum leap because I'm getting sick of watching this shit too. Mm. <laughs> mm, I, I hear you. Well, D, I'm wondering what you think about this, you know, John Ross, but more like, all right, let's say they pick up Kenny Galladay. You know, they pay him, you know, they give him a good contract, whatever, and they get him over there. Do you think that they take a step up and can, you know, be a 
25 to 30 point team possibly. Don't forget, you know, we're, we're expecting um, uh, Saquon Barkley to come back next year also. Yeah, Saquon Barkley is a big part of that. Him coming back healthy is a big part of what they need to do. Um, and for me, I don't want them to be a team that has to score that much. I want them to be a team that runs the ball and then you have Daniel Jones making throws here and there and their defense playing well like it did for a big portion of last year. And then that team can contend in the NFC East. Now, contending in the NFC East isn't saying much, but they can <laughs> do that next season <laughs> if they do improve with those signings. So I think they could be a team that could, you know, make some noise in the division next year. It's very possible. It really, really is. It's not like Washington ran away with the division at 7-9, and nine, so let's not get crazy over here. But speaking of Washington, <laughs> I, okay, um, they're looking for a quarterback. Okay, give Ryan Fitzpatrick $10 million for a year to come be your quarterback if that's really your plan. I, I, I'm sorry, Nikki. I could not help but laugh at this, that he got paid $10 million to come to Washington, which is still clearly a rebuilding team. Like, why not go in a different direction? Why him? I don't know. I mean, because, because he spits <laughs> magic. Like, he's another one, the journeyman who's made. How much money has this guy made just being like, you know, a journeyman Enough. quarterback just coming yeah, in with me? Yeah, like a ton of money. So, I, I don't know. You need a quarterback of the future. I don't know what Ryan Fitzpatrick does for one year for you, but I mean, I guess we'll find out. But, D, I have a question for you. What I'm seeing on Twitter is, some Saints fans are hoping they go after Mitch Trubisky. Oh, my God. What do you think about these Saints fans that are saying that? Um, that would be, you know, we all have our stupid fans in our fan base. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that would be our portion right there to go after Trubisky. Uh, yeah, that, that doesn't make any sense. We have a version of Trubisky on our team that we yeah. just use in better ways and taste some hill. Uh, so <laughs> I don't get you know, bringing Trubisky, it would make no sense at all. So, yeah, I don't understand that at all. Okay, wow. I'll send you their uh, Twitter handles so you can... <laughs> <laughs> Getting desperate over there, Mike. <laughs> wow, jeez. Dude, you're going to have to you know, keep me hyped up on the city over there, make sure everything's staying intact, my yeah. goodness. <laughs> wow. Because uh, you did lose a, a really big-time player that really broke out last year, Trey Hendrickson. He went over to the Bengals great move for them and they certainly paid him four years 60 million dollars you know did d tell them what they're getting in cincinnati yeah and nah, he had a breakout year last year over 13 sacks um did a good job against the run as well it definitely was a big loss but we knew we weren't gonna be able to sign him with our salary cap situation the season he had we already knew we were gonna lose him so i'm glad he went and got his money uh and we have to now hope that one of our draft picks that we picked a couple of years ago steps up. We draft, we traded up to pick Marcus Davenport. I believe that was two or three years ago. And he hasn't lived up to that yet. He showed flashes. Like when he does show flashes, he looks excellent, great athlete. So we need him to be consistent and be healthy this year to fill up that spot. If he can, we'll be good. And also if we don't believe in them, we can draft as well, but we knew we weren't going to be able to sign him. All right. Makes sense. And that's why I wanted to hear your opinion. You broke it down ex exactly from a Saints fan and who's got even deeper knowledge than an average Saints fan, obviously. So no doubt. Um, if we've been, you know, guys been listening to everything out there and you're hearing the three of us talking, 
we're not mentioning the teams who went deep into the playoffs really that much. I mean, yeah, we said Green Bay, they signed Aaron Jones, but that's pretty much it. You know, Buffalo hasn't been able to do much. They've got a little, you know, they've made some moves here and there. Um, Kansas City's not signing anyone. Seattle's not signing one and anyone. The Rams, you know, threw in all their, you know, money with uh, Matthew Stafford. And I'm sure there's a Baltimore's not making moves right now. So all these teams that I'm saying are teams that were in the playoffs last year. And they, and they can't make these moves because either they're paying their quarterback too much or they got money going around too much. So that was kind of like one point that I wanted to make as we were going through this, that you see the teams that are making the moves and it's obvious, you know, if you're up there, you're probably spending money a lot, but it goes to my point last week, when you pay that quarterback, you're not going to be able to pay the other guys, you know, unless you're, you know, able to keep striking gold in the draft and Damian, that's why you made such a good point last week of the, why the draft is so important. And uh, even free agency, you got to hit on the right guys. And one more team that I think hit on the right guys, uh, Tennessee with Bud Dupree. Want to mention him real quickly right there. I just, I didn't want to leave it out. That's an excellent player. And Tennessee has to get better on defense if they want to make a Super Bowl run because they're, they'd be able to with the offense they have. They just got to get better on defense, Steve. Yeah, no, great pickup by them. The defense was horrible last year. Only time they played well was against Baltimore in the playoffs. But outside of that, the defense was just giving up points left and right. And the only reason they were in games is because they could control the clock with Derrick Henry. So you add a good defense along with Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill, you know, doing their thing. You got a legit Super Bowl contender there. Yeah, I think things change. You know, Bud Dupree, uh, you know, uh, Nikki, you know, from again, from Pittsburgh, you know, when he, when he went out last year, that's a big reason why the defense went down, you know, between him and uh, uh, guy, guy on the other side of camp, Devin Bush. There it is. Uh, so he, that's how big a party was of Pittsburgh. And now he's going to bring that over and, right away he'll make players better around him so if Tennessee drafts defensively and tries to make a couple other moves here then I can see what Damian's saying where they can be right back in the AFC championship oh yeah 100 percent um I wouldn't ever count them out and then you know you know what guys sometimes some teams are just really that close it just takes that that one guy there's one or two couple guys and and just push you like right over the edge where you need to be so um I think that could be the case for Tennessee yeah, very possible. Very possible. It'll, it'll be them in Indy next year in that division. Damien and I will see if we agree or disagree. He got the better of me as far as uh, Tennessee winning the division, despite them having the same um, record and they split the season record. But you won that one. Tennessee did win the division right there. So I'll throw tomatoes at you as we get ready to start throwing out applause to tomatoes. <laughs> 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 um, something that we're not going to talk about. We just have to mention it because it is news and we are, you know, a podcast over here recently. And this is very recently. Today's St. Patrick's Day again. And Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson um, today, we're hearing that there's accusations regarding him in a massage therapist and her saying that it was inappropriate behavior. That's all we got. So we just wanted to mention it. We have no freaking ideas, so there's no reason to even speculate. So let's get to the applause and tomatoes right now. Nikki, I know you love starting with tomatoes. You want to go there again, or are you feeling like a good mood today or something? No, I'm never in that good a mood that I'll start with applause. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I would like to go ahead and throw tomatoes and 
I'm sorry if you guys have this one too. I just, I just can't believe it. Did you guys see the video of the announcer, Matt Rowan? Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you didn't see it? I'm not sure. Okay. So he was announcing at an Oklahoma high school basketball game. I guess he thought. Oh, his, yes. Yes. Okay. He thought his okay. mic was off or whatever. <laughs> Hot mic. Oh, my God. Okay. So I don't even know. But okay. So calls the girls of the Norma High School basketball team. So they're kneeling during the national anthem. Right. So, and of course, this goes viral. You can hear him start to say, they're kneeling really. And he goes into this, like, Oh hell no. And I hope they lose. And then proceeds to call them a a terrible, awful name that I'm sorry. Like if you're using that word, that's just in your vocabulary. Right. So the worst, yes, the slur is the worst part, but to me, the worst part is the excuse. He blamed it on his type one diabetes and low blood sugar. I am sorry. Uh, like, were you, I get hangry all the time, often hangry on this show. I don't just throw racial slurs around. Like, I could then also say there's a cer- certain group of people in this country who probably also have type 1 diabetes, if, if that's the symptom of it. I just, I cannot. I, I all around, Matt Rowan, you get all the tomatoes. And by the way, you are the reason they are kneeling. That's part, you are part of the problem, okay? And the fact well, that you just don't even recognize that is ridiculous. You blame it on your type one diabetes, your low blood sugar, and now you try to walk it back. No, not happening. All the tomatoes, because this is just this is the most, one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen and heard in my life. Damien, what she, that, one, that, that whole thing was great. The part where she said, He's he's exactly the reason why we're kneeling. That, that that was perfect, Nikki. Yeah, no, definitely love how Nikki broke it down. And for me, he'd have been better saying if he had Tourette's. You know, at least that's <laughs> yeah, something right. where you blurt out stuff that you're not supposed to say. Like at least I could respect that excuse. Um, <laughs> but to say that you you know that your sugar was spiking because you have type one diabetes and that made you angry enough to say a word that you wouldn't normally say like really um so yeah it's the worst excuse in history uh and you know i'm glad that it got caught i'm glad that you know he what he thought was a private moment wasn't and now that his hatred is out there he gets fired everything else that comes along with it so yeah all tomatoes getting thrown at him and you know next time i get mad and you know i tell my girl i don't like the food i'm like hey my diabetes spiked up. I can't, <laughs> you know, I didn't mean to say I didn't like you cooking this time, but my diabetes spiked up. Okay. So that's going to be the universal excuse from now on. Anytime somebody says anything. Right. <laughs> oh man. Well, Hey, you know what? Let's honestly, if we're having fun with that, but let, let's hope that's honestly not a running joke. Cause that is his poor, obviously. And that's a great job out of you, Nikki. It really is. And that sentence was, you just, you nailed it. You really nailed it freaking shame that this is just still goes and people on. like this get these jobs where they get to call games and right and so i don't get it i don't know i just don't get it i'm with you i'm with you you know i, I should take all the tomatoes i was going to throw and just throw them along with you but i'll save a couple damien what do you got 
All right, so for my tomatoes, I got to throw them at my New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, so last week, they played, it was the first game after the All-Star break. They played against the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Timberwolves are the worst team in the NBA by far, <laughs> and they blow out the Pelicans by 30. And I just, you know, felt just ashamed to even wear the gear after that game. Like, really? But then they turn around. They beat Cleveland the next night by 30. They blow out the Clippers the following Sunday by 20-plus points. So last night, they're playing against the Trailblazers, dominating the game for three and a half quarters, up by 17 points with six minutes left in the game. And they do everything wrong. Everything that you could do wrong in six minutes of a basketball game, they do. Uh, Damian Lillard is going crazy. He, He ends the game with 50 points. But... Even with him going crazy, there's no way we should have lost that game. We had missed free throws. We had a play where we couldn't get the ball inbounds. Like, we try to inbound the ball. It bounces off one of our players' chests and goes out of bounds. And then to end the game, Portland has the ball. Eric Bledsoe's trying to guard Damian Lillard and fouls him. And they win the game on free throws. Just choke city. Like, just, <laughs> just choking. Yeah. <laughs> and it... They deserve to get all the tomatoes thrown at them. I hope they're wearing white clothes and I throw them at them. So they stain. <laughs> and they can't get the stains out. It just uh, made me so mad. You know, I've seen now how Nikki could come on here and rant about the Giants and <laughs> just be so angry. My Pelicans are putting me in that place. It just, how? How? Let and we have such a talented team. It just makes me so mad. Let me ask you a question. Would you put that and maybe you a microcosm of the season, if you will, would you blame that more on the coaching or the players? Uh, it's definitely partly, you know, blame goes both ways. Yeah, for sure. But, okay. Yeah. Um, for Stan, his job was to come in and help this team get over games like this, right? Be better defensively, which we've looked great defensively these last three games, or I should say, two games and three quarters look great defensively after getting embarrassed by Minnesota, which we shouldn't need. We shouldn't need that kick in the pants of getting embarrassed by the worst team in the league to then play well. And then it looks like last night we played well for three and a half quarters, then took our foot off the gas and then tried to put it back on. It was too late. And again, we choked though, like miss Brandon Ingram missed two free throws towards the end of the game. We were up by three. He makes those two. We win. We inbound the ball without it bouncing off a player's chest and going out of bounds. We win. If Eric Bluffs doesn't foul Damian Lillard, maybe he misses that shot and we win. There are just so many things that we did wrong that you can't really put on the coach, right? Those are player errors right there. You're professional basketball players. You should be able to inbound the ball. You know, if the play, even if the play doesn't work, you should be able to get free to inbound the ball, especially you have the whole court to use. Uh, It's, yeah, so some of those, it's young team, so they're going to make mental errors at times. And some of it's definitely coaching when you see just, like, poor effort on defense. You blame that on Stan. Um, but some of it's just the players. Like, last night, I will put more on the players than the coaching. But throughout the year, I'll have to put that more on Stan. Okay. All right. That, that, that's fair. I wanted to hear it from you. You know, I know that you obviously pay attention to this team more than I do. Guys, my tomatoes is going like way off the grid over here, but I just kind of want you to stick with me and, and really, honestly, don't laugh because it's not about UFOs. Can, can we just agree that civilization goes back, you know, thousands of years? And 
there wasn't any technology until, you know, like for real, like, you know, the, like 1900. Is that yeah. true? Okay. okay. Yeah, it pretty wasn't question, really anything before that, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Where the fuck did it come from? Did it just fall out of the sky? This is what I'm wondering. So what I do know is, and I'm pretty sure from what I'm reading and whatnot, I'll try to make this fast, that governments are def- and I'm talking about world governments, are holding back the best technology and hiding it from people. From 1942 to 1947, and 47 is Roswell, there were was, was so many UFO crashes that we don't know about that are classified forever, that the United States military took remnants of for scientists and alike to look at. They would study, try to re- reverse engineer the technology. Before that time, we used something called tube or vacuum technology, which was primitive. All of a sudden, there's numerous classified documents about specifically UFO reported sightings and that we reverse engineered and all of a sudden now we have these transistors, like bam, overnight. Also bam, overnight, we're going from these, you know, UF, uh, these, um, I'm sorry, World War II planes that, you know, were our best maneuverable capability to these giant airliners in 1952. And there was nothing flying around except for small planes, except these commercial airliners. So I'm telling you that all this technology has been around for such a long time and they don't give it to us. Why? Because of money, just like everything, how we talk about in sports. So I wonder about civilization and how for thousands of years, again, using hammers and nails and bam, all of a sudden, you know, we have computer size, you know, we have these computers that are like size of the bathroom and now they're the size of a telephone. Like technology is sped up so fast since that quote-unquote Roswell incident, it's absolutely insane. Not only that, we sent a man to the moon in 1969. Before that, they sent up earth, things that were orbiting the Earth, okay? How the hell did we get this smart this fast? It's not possible. Now, here's again the really big thing. It's called disclosure, and I'll end it with it right now. The word disclosure is what a lot of people are looking for where, again, the government is not just ours, but several or worldwide are hiding technologies that have cures for diseases, cancer, AIDS, whatever you want to call that. Only the elite 1% get the billionaires. Today, even people like Tom DeLong from Blink-182, you guys remember that band? Blink-182, yeah. mm-hmm. all right? He was the lead singer. He helped create an organization called To The Stars Academy, whose purpose is disclosure and having the government tell people the truth because the billions of dollars of, ta- of, of taxpayer money that goes towards these secretive black op quote-unquote organizations it, it's it's a bunch of bs and it's terrible because they don't tell us and they don't help us with what we're paying we don't get that again i'm telling you guys i'm not saying this is like you know some cosmic amazing thing i'm telling you that the Technology on Earth is so far advanced. And I'm telling you the reason is because we have had visitors in the past who have given to us, and I don't want to go into all why. I'm probably freaking you guys out enough already. But just think again about the fact that for thousands of years, we're using hammers and nails, and then overnight, we're on the fucking moon. So you explain that to me, where all this technology came from in the mid-20s, mid-30s, or whatever it is, and all of a sudden we go to space and now they're talking about having uh, hotels that orbit uh, Earth that people can sign up for. Can anybody explain that to me? 
No, it's it's definitely, you know, something that I feel has merit. Like when you think about the boom of technology and what's happened, um, for me also, a lot of times when people do come up with new inventions, the first per- the first entity to buy it is the military, right? For sure. So whenever you hear about, and the and funny thing is when you're in the military, it's a joke because, you know, whenever you see a commercial about like a new truck and they'll be like, this truck has military grade, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. And the stuff we use in the military is not that good. Uh, so you, you know, like, it all used to be a running joke. Like what's this military grade stuff they got? Cause we sure don't have it here in the Navy. Um, <laughs> so it's something that for me, it's the higher, I guess the highest forms in the military, the, in the Navy would be the admirals that would have access to this stuff. And, you know, in other branches would be the captains who would know about these type of things. And of course, when it comes to like the big time stuff, that's when we see the military grade technology. We have to do a mission or something like that. Uh, so I definitely agree with you there that a lot of times the military have technology before people do. And I wish we would have done that with guns. I wish that guns would have stayed primitive and that they still had to like load up a musket. Cause then violence would be way down if they didn't have access to the same guns that the military does that right so i wish that would have happened with other stuff outside of computers and that type of technology hey no doubt no doubt but look all this and there's again a lot more that goes into it and nikki laughs me all the time you know if i ever bring up ufos it's kind of like a running joke over here but literally nikki and not that you have to spend any more than 30 seconds on this if you don't want to i'm just saying technology didn't fall out of the sky and all of a sudden, you know, we just learned how to use it. That, that That's my point. Where has it been all this time? Y- yeah, I mean, I, I get that, but we have made strides as a human race. Like, I know sometimes it does seem overnight, but I feel like in the grand scheme of things, I actually feel the opposite. I feel like we are moving so freaking slow. Like, Really? If technology is so great, Jay, and you know what? Could you, you know what? You could drop to me overnight more Instacart time slots because I can't get anything <laughs> in my neighborhood. It's like 9 30, 10 o'clock. I don't want my groceries 9 30, 10 o'clock on a Sunday night. Like, why can't I get an Instacart time slot? Why am I fighting everybody for this? I just want to be able to walk into the store, you scan my like wallet in my purse or whatever, and that's that. Like, so, you know, I want to be able to get to Florida in an hour, not three. Like, so to me, I feel like we're going too slow. Well, that's a good that's a good point. So tell the aliens or whatever anyone believes in, if somebody can like speed up these inconveniences for me, I'd be greatly appreciative of that. Nikki, you just clarified my point. We have the technology, we have these things. Government, world leaders that concerned about overpopulation. This is not a secret. So they're not giving out these cures and they're not advancing our technology where we don't have to spend so much money on our energy bills when they can be run on zero point gravity. I'm not going to get into all this stuff right now, but I'm telling you, they have it. They have it. And there are people on your tomatoes are being thrown at world government. I just want to clarify. Yes. World government. (laughs) World government. I'm not saying there's a new world order. I'm not being all conspiracy like that. I'm just telling you that. 
this technology came from somewhere and it didn't just fall out of the sky one day and some science, you know, Albert Einstein was like, oh, what the earth is this? Uh, let me, uh, you know, and, and now we have freaking, you know, planes and jets and all this crap. So a very long tomatoes right there. That's where they're being thrown at. But listen, guys, it's just reality. Where did it come from? So I'll stop there because I know we have so much more to do and we'll just get to applause real quick. D, I hope I'm not stealing my applause from you. I just wanted to congratulate Drew Brees on an amazing career. And I'm not going to make this long resurrecting the Saints organization. You know, they went 10 and six when they got there the year before. I think there were three and 13 that Monday night game against Atlanta, which had to be like triple positive for you because it was Atlanta that blocked punt and uh, made the Aints the Saints again and made them a great, a great team and uh, brought a lot of fans to that city for sure. So congratulations to Drew Brees for my applause. Yeah, and a great applause right there. I did a whole spill on my podcast about his impact on uh, just the Saints and New Orleans in general. And I do believe he's the single biggest free agent signing in NFL history. And that's I don't know. It's something that you have to like sit back and think about and, you know, look over the list or whatever. But I think because of his impact on New Orleans, changing a franchise from, like you said, the ain'ts to bags on their heads to a legit franchise that's considered a contender year in and year out. Him and Sean Payton changed the whole culture, and that's something that's not easy to do. So definitely we'll join you in that applause. All right. No doubt. No doubt. And I'm sure Nikki feels exactly the same, you know, the way she speaks about Drew Brees. All right. So let's get uh, more applause going. Uh, Damien, take it away. So for my applause, I'm going to go to the world of boxing. Uh, A lot of times we don't get the fights that we want to see when fighters are in their prime, right? For a prime example, Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao didn't fight each other until Floyd was 38 and Manny Pacquiao was 36. And it didn't live up to the billing of a fight of that caliber with two legends like that because, you know, both were older. Even though Manny Pacquiao is still, you know, considered one of the best in the world, it didn't live up to the billing because they should have fought in their primes. Yep. We got... A legit signing for Tyson Fury versus Anthony Joshua, the heavyweight title to be undisputed, unified, which hasn't happened since Lennox Lewis, to let you know how long that's been. That was like 2003 when he was the undisputed heavyweight champion. Uh, Round of applause for them getting together, making this fight happen. Didn't matter what promoters were promoting, what company they were with ESPN, the zone showtime, they made it happen. And now we're just waiting for the date, but they already said that it's been signed. They just need a date and a venue and we're going to have an undisputed heavyweight champion. So round of applause to the promoters for both of those guys for making this happen. All right. I like it. Yeah. We, we love our boxing, man. We need anything to bring it back and bring, bring more life into it. You, you know, unified heavyweight champion would be something else also, man. Yeah. That Tyson Fury, he's something else. You look at him. He's like, yeah, like that guy's a boxer, but yep. He'll knock your head straight the hell off. There's no question about it. That's a good one right there. Um, All right, Nikki, before we go to our next commercial break, let's hear your applause. Yeah. Applause real quick to uh, Rick Pitino. Um, I'm sure. I don't know if you guys heard his interview on the Michael K show um, and the New York Post headline was beware Rick Pitino in March Madness. Um, So they were basically saying like, look, 
Iona isn't one of the powerhouses of March Madness. They don't have the horses, but they certainly have the jockey. And it was just an overall great interview he gave on Monday. And he was just basically saying like, yeah, I've been on the flip side of this. You know, I've been the one two seed. I've been the 20, 25 point favorite. You've got the advantage physically. Um, not really the case with Iona. Small private school, New Rochelle, New York, um, made it into the dance. But the best thing about the interview was his message is that anybody can win one, any one game. And that's what the tournament is all about. Um, this team missed 60 days of practice due to COVID. And he said he's just relying on inspiration, motivation, um, and just telling his guys, hey, this is once in a lifetime with the team you have right now. So you know what? Let's get after it. Iona, I'm behind you. Great interview from Rick Pitino. I love an underdog story. I know we got our bracket reveals and upsets coming up uh, in a little bit. So I'm with you, Iona. Round of applause to Rick Pitino and that team. All right. All right. Run. Rick Pitino getting a round of applause for a change. How about that? That's very nice right there. Interesting. Okay. I, I'm, I'm all for motivational speeches. I'll tell you that. And there's some unbelievable ones out there. We can have a tournament of that ourselves. Great speech. All right. Guys, that was awesome. We do have our NCAA tournament to get to, but when we come back, we have a very special guest, like I said before, to help us break down the NFC East needs coming up in this offseason as we're going through at this moment and all the way up to the draft. Guys, we'll be back in 30 seconds. If you want my future, forget my past. If you wanna get with me, better make it fast. Now don't go wasting my precious time. Get your act together, we could be just fine. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. So tell me what you want, what you really, really want. If you wanna be my lover, you gotta get with my friends. Make it last forever. Friendship never ends. If you wanna be my lover, you have got to give. Taking is too easy, but that's the way it is. All right, we are back. You're hearing songs from music artists of the letter s as we go through our music alphabet over here on third and three podcasts we know you're loving it bringing you all different genres of type of music it's a beautiful thing you know what else is a beautiful thing football that's why we're here we're always talking about football and we are ready for mount player player this week we're doing the nfc east needs and to help us break that down, the needs and the plans for each team in the division is LaDonna Samani from Red Cup Rants. Welcome to 3rd and 3 Podcast. We are very happy to have you here. Oh, thank you for having me. It's great to talk about my sorry division, but I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you and Nikki have that in common then. It's a sad division. It really is. 
unfortunately, unfortunately, but uh, you know, the, the, the sun is bound to shine in you guys again someday. We'll, we'll see what happens. New young quarterbacks coming in and everything like that. Uh, I want to introduce you, of course, you know, Nikki to Damien, who is also the host of the show. Yeah, man, I know Adana. Yeah, I know Damien. He, he, right. he, uh, I saw his comment about me taking it easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you got a Saints fan, you got a Niners fan, and of course, you got a Giants fan. So you're surrounded not by a whole lot of love right now, to be honest with you. But we do got love for you personally. So here we go. You're going to help us figure this out. Mount Play, play NFC need, East needs, excuse me, right now. And we do go from the top to the bottom. And this is kind of like the bottom to the bottom in this division. But here we go. Anyway. Jay, so take it easy on this division, will you? Hey, hey, it's hey. bad juju. Keep doing this. <laughs> Look, I'm trying. So it's a good thing it happened. Speaking of Juju Smith, why don't you go after him? Go get Juju Smith shoes to be talking why about. Why don't you call oh. Dave Gettleman and tell him how to be a proper GM? <laughs> Well, we know that LaDonna has nothing to worry about with her receivers uh, in uh, Cowboy Land or the quarterback. It's other things that we'll get to with that. But again, we're going to start in Washington, the Washington football team, who, again, made to the playoffs last year by winning the division at seven and nine. They certainly have a lot of needs like a lot of other teams do in this division. Let's go to our special guest first. LaDonna, I would love to hear what you have to say about Washington They've obviously made a couple of moves over here, one being Ryan Fitzpatrick to play quarterback for them, apparently being their starter this year. So what are they really missing? What do they need the most? What do they got to go after? They still need a quarterback. They do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick is the save the man type of guy. He's not your starter. Um, You need somebody to come in, save the day. Boom, put in Fitzpatrick. Um, getting rid of Alex Smith, even though he came off that injury, I still think it's a big, you know, I still think it's like a big issue. Uh, he has big shoes to fill, even though it wasn't really that big, but it's Alex Smith and you're replacing them with Ryan Fitzpatrick, but they do need a safety. Like, you know, let's just be realistic what they could probably get in the draft. They do need a safety. They do need defensive help they need an inside linebacker and they need a linebacker um their defense was already solid so i'll give them i'll give them that and that's what got them into the playoffs was their defense but there's still holes in that defense that needs to be adjusted yeah there are. They, they still got holes definitely on the back end there's no doubt the, uh, the front four covered up for md like we know there's no question um, so that's why I, you know, I, I look to offense first, the offensive line. We definitely know they need if they're gonna draft, you know, go for it if it's worth it. But, you know, that's another team. Go get Galladay. Go get Curtis Samuel. Go get Juju Smith. But um, I think the fact that the defense was pretty solid last year, despite the secondary, Damian, um, I, I would look offense first. What do you think? Yeah, I would go offense first as well. Like you said, the defense was the reason they were, you know, the version of successful that they were last year was the defense. So when you look at them, you want to get protection for whoever the quarterback may be. If it's Ryan Fitzpatrick, if it's T. Henney, as I call uh, Tyler Hen- Taylor Henneke, <laughs> if it's one of those guys, you want to have him protected. 
Oh, they also need weapons. So I would go offensive line or wide receiver for them. Yeah, I, I actually agree with you. That's what I have written down as the top two is offensive line and wide receiver um, because of their defense. And again, uh, LaDonna, I do agree with you. I think on the back end, they could use some help in the secondary. But Nikki, what do you think about Washington and what do you think they're uh, about to go after in this offseason in the draft? Yeah, I mean, so I think they're picking 19. So I am with you guys. I have the same. Um, they don't have any offensive line talent. Seems to be a theme for this division. Um, they allowed the fifth most sacks last season. So I do think they need to address that. Um, but they also need a wide receiver to complement Terry McLaurin. That's all they have. So I could see them going after a wide receiver as well. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, Don, you you can see that happen. And, you know, look, you got a quarterback, still looking for one, but you got to throw the ball to somebody, right? Except for, uh, you know, Terry McLaurin over there. He's the only one they got. Exactly. And I agree. I agree with that. Um, Who was their tight end? I can't think of who their tight end. Um, Uh, Why is his name is skipped in my mind right now? Um, uh, Logan Thomas. Yes. Yeah. Because that was like the other big name. You know, that was the other, you know, was him That's and right. McLaurin that was doing doing basically all they had to throw the ball to. That's exactly right. You you nailed it. You nailed it 100%. So, yeah, we, we can basically all agree, you know, go go offense. Really good, but, yeah, we definitely need oh, We got the Giants. This is your team, so I'm going to let you lead this off. What does your team need to do? With what you've been doing in the offseason a little bit, we definitely know why receiver. We talked about that a lot, but what else? Yeah, so Giants made it pretty clear they are attempting to build this offense around Saquon. Um, but I think they really, really, really need to give Daniel Jones a weapon. Um, I would love, love, love to see them grab Pitts tight end it's probably not going to happen because those pesky cowboys are right ahead of us and god knows what the eagles are going to do um so you know i can't stand evan ingram i really wish we would address that position um so i don't think Pitts will be there at 11 um this defense is getting better so i do see them going wide receiver we do need it even if they get galladay like I think going after a receiver in the draft, getting Galladay, we could go from one of the worst wide receiving cores to probably, well, not the best, but significantly better, um, almost damn near overnight. So I think they double down. They probably could get Devonta Smith. That would be great. I'd be happy with that. Kenny Galladay and get Daniel Jones some weapons and an offensive line would help and a new tight end. But I'll just cap my list at a wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you my thoughts really fast on this. Um, I'm seeing, uh, you know, those draft are going to get to them. And like you said, uh, Nikki, New York at 11th, um, they're saying that Jalen Waddle could end up there, the Alabama wide receiver who really didn't get to play this year, who they had ranked higher than uh, Devontae Smith to begin with. Um, but besides that, um, I'm definitely concentrating on the offensive line right now. You want to get as much protection for Daniel Jones if he is your quarterback as possible. You know, he's tired of seeing Saquon Barkley getting getting banged up. So I think they should try to acquire one of these, you know, wide receivers. Again, Curtis Samuel would help him out, whether it's Juju Smith, Kenny Galladay, Will Fuller. I mean, I know he gets injured, but, you know, you got to make a stance there. So if they're not going to do it in the draft, I like offensive line. I think that's the way they should go. Um, and 
even maybe linebacker. They're pretty solid on defense, but if they can get, you know, another linebacker who maybe could be an outside rusher or, you know, another uh, call signal back there, I would like that as well. But the Giants are looking up. LaDonna, what do you think? Um, I'm, I have to agree with Nikki. You need a wide receiver, but you do need a line. And that tight end will probably be there. Even though we want a tight end, they're not getting a tight end at number 10. So that tight end should be there unless, you know, somebody else picks them up. Um, but it's, but if I had to choose, even though I want you to have a wide receiver just because, you know, we're in the same division, but I also don't want nobody to get killed. Um, I really think that Daniel Jones needs protection more than a wide receiver. Yep. I, I actually kind of like it. I actually kind of like Ingram, but he just can't stay healthy. Of course you like him because he said terrible game against the Cowboys. I'm a big, yeah, no, I'm a big fantasy. I'm a big fantasy uh, guru. And he's actually usually my sleeper um, a lot of times when he's, a you know, when he's actually out there playing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and Nikki have had uh, quite a few talks about Evan Ingram over there. But uh, yeah, if, if I know that, Nikki, you're big on Pitts. So I know you would love it if you can grab him and that would be a great addition, no doubt. Damien, I'm curious to hear what you think, man, because you're always outside the box thinker. But let's see what you're thinking about the Giants here. They do have needs. Yeah, no, nah, they got they got all, all the needs. Uh, <laughs> are needy. Um, but yeah, for, <laughs> for them, man, I would go wide receiver first. You know, usually I do go offensive line because, you know, you can't throw if you're on the ground. But with them, I feel like if they're able to just have weapons on the outside and have an offense that's built to get the ball out faster, the old line I don't think is that bad, right? I've seen games where Dan Jones was protected uh, the game that comes to mind for me is against Tampa Bay on Monday Night Football. He was protected, and, you know, they had a good chance to win that game. He made some off throws. And if he gets better wide receivers, better tight end play, I think that will help out with an offense built to get the ball out faster. So I'll go wide receiver or tight end if you don't believe in Ingram in the first round. All right. All right. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Yeah, if, look, if they don't pick up, you know – a top wide receiver, you know, one of these guys that, we, that we've been talking about, then I would love to see them go wide receiver also. There's a lot of good ones coming out in this class, and let's see if they hit on the right one. All right. You ready to get to the Cowboys, LaDonna? <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm ready, but uh, I think I know I think where they're going. LaDonna, it, it is your team. Please kick it off for us. What, what do the Cowboys <sighs> you got your offense intact it seems like maybe not the o-line as much anymore so are we looking defense here completely and totally or 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 can you change my thoughts we have to start off with defense um that defense did not click there's a couple of re different reasons that uh line didn't click but then half of them are free agents half of them have left uh already and that hasn't even began to start like the rest of the list. Uh, we did just resign uh, the cornerback, Jordan Lewis, which that solves one partial issue. <laughs> um, but that's just partial. 
Uh, I do think that we definitely, we need a DB. We, we need a corner, a safety cornerback. We, we need it all. Uh, they shouldn't have let go of Byron Jones. I think that was a mistake a couple, uh, you know, a couple seasons ago. We couldn't afford him. We yeah, couldn't true. afford him. Um, true. Um, we're poor. Uh, <laughs> and I think we were at that time. We were still we were still paying Tony Romo uh, when he left. Wow. Uh, but as but I understand the lockdown coverage that he provides. I understand that completely. But at the same time, if you look at his numbers, like how many interceptions and everything, I'm not sure if he was really worth the amount of money he got, but that was the going rate. And I'm all for players getting their money. But I, I just don't know if I agree with the amount. But I do agree to with you. If we weren't poor, we, should, we wouldn't have let him go. But it's, it's this year again. Here we are. We paid somebody a big, big money. And now our defense is gone. So what do we have to do? We have to pick a DB um, first round, number 10. Um, I think we're connected to, is he played with Alabama? Is it Curtin? Certain? Last name? Yes. I got it. Um, yes. I got Certain. Certain, yep. Yep. Certain. Oh, there oh, we go. Yeah. Right, right. Certain. We're connected. Yes. They're thinking we're going to get him. Okay, well, that, yes, you know, I've heard that's definitely a big name. So that that would not be bad at all. Yeah, you tried last year, wasn't it? Uh, Trey Diggs in the first round, I think, that was a cornerback last year. Yeah, he's... I know, I, yeah, I know, he's, he's, he's so he, self he, We'll see. You never know only, if he comes on. Yeah, only thing he's good at is being related to Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like <laughs> <laughs> well done all right so let's stick with the cowboys here damien um you thinking defense all the way yeah i think they should do what carolina did last year a lot of was made about carolina making all their draft picks on defense uh, i think dallas should do that offensively you know o-line you could go there with some of the players they've lost over the years but defense 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 yeah. last year when dak was healthy and throwing for all those yards keeping them in games it was their defense giving up all those points and all those yards. So they should go all defense and really make a true effort to improve on that side of the ball with every position. Yeah, I'm with you. I definitely think they, you know, need to get some pass rush. Obviously, you know, you'd love to have a middle linebacker who can control everything. I love Jalen Smith, but he can't do it all by himself, Nikki. So again, it, it's really defense, but which part of the defense do you go to first? Yeah, I'm with you guys. LaDonna, I'm with you too. I think you guys should go. Um, I don't want you to get the best corner uh, in the draft and start him, but that's what they should do. But the Cowboys have two landmines they have to avoid in my mind. That would be some real Eagles type shit if they go and take your corner. Um, and you got to watch out for Jerry Jones because like he just doesn't do what he's supposed to do. Like He'll just take some flashy player you don't need on the Cowboys, which I love. Thank you. Keep racking it up. But um, what you should do and what the Cowboys actually do, it's kind of like the Jets, what the Jets should do, what they actually do, and then go and mess everything up. So I think, yes, go for the best corner in the draft, but we got to see what do the Eagles do and what does Jerry Jones actually do. 
Well, great points. And LaDonna, before before we go to the Eagles, I want to ask you this because we brought this up on the show and you're a Cowboy fan, so I want to hear it from you. Dak deserved, you know, his money because he was next in line and that's not how it should go, but that's how it goes. So whatever. Dak got paid and I believe that he should be the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. He's the best fit for him. Now that they paid him an average of $40 million a year, you would have to expect, obviously, they're not going to be able, like you said, they're broke. They're not going to be able to pay anybody else. So they really need to hit on the draft and maybe even next season in the offseason make some moves. Because let's be honest, they're not going to be in a Super Bowl team this year, a playoff team, possibly. But um, they really need to hit it in the draft for the next couple of seasons, to be honest, in order for them to really get back because they have so many needs. Uh, I agree. I, I, I like Dak. I am a Dak supporter. Um, I was actually just had this conversation and it wasn't so much. I don't think he doesn't deserve that amount of money, but here we are again, let's pay out the wazoo. And now we can't afford our defense. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where, you know, I was thinking like the biggest, my biggest issue was that. Uh, we can't afford our defense. I think we had 11 or 12 players uh, free agent this season, just right. on defense. Um, so that hurt, but I get what they did, but now we, t- we franchise tagged him and paid him and I get it. But at the same time, we could have used that tag on one of our defensive players that we lost. That's a good point. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. And I, I just say, you know, look at the history when you pay your quarterbacks, either they leave like Carson Wentz to Jared Goff or you can't pay the rest of the guys you want to bring in and, and you lose something there. So let's see, hopefully for your sake, because I'm certain not rooting for the Cowboys, but I'll root for you and let's see if they can get it together. <laughs> let's yeah, see if it's not happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another team that's going to be lost for a while, guys, is the Eagles. Uh, honestly i I don't even they have problems everywhere damien where would you start well you got to get somebody for jalen hurst to throw the ball to uh wide receiver (laughs) wide receiver wise you know they were just struggling last year and they let go of the players who weren't there pretty much right when you think about elshon jeffrey sean jackson those guys were supposed to be the guys but can't stay on the field so they need to replace those guys. So early in the draft, I could see them going with uh, Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith um, to really try to get that number one guy who could be there for the next 10 years along with Jalen Hurts first. And then the offensive line, of course, you want to make sure that Jalen Hurts doesn't deal with the same issues that Carson Wentz dealt with offensive line-wise. But Jalen Hurts did look like he was able to take advantage of offensive line better than Wentz did last year. So we'll see if it was more of a Wentz issue or offensive line issue this year also. So, but wide receiver is definitely where they need to go early on. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you, uh, the NFL network over here, their mock draft does agree with you. They got them taking Devonta Smith at number six, which is very possible. He may be taken before that, but this team needs everything. Again, you need an offensive line, even though Jalen Hurts made them look better because of his mobility. You got to have help there. The defensive line is basically falling apart. They, they need somebody to throw the ball to. No question about it. I do like their running game, but they're not healthy. They, they're, again, they're just a team that has problems everywhere. So 
going wide receiver first, I don't have a problem with it because they have issues all over the place. But again, I go by the mantra of playing inside out, going line of scrimmage, offensive line, defensive line. So, Nikki, with the Eagles, what's your philosophy with them this uh, offseason? I don't really care what they do. <laughs> no, you got, I hate I hate this team. Like I real, it's very hard for me to be objective. Like I will tell you this: you tanked against us, so you better better get this draft pick right because you just had to go from nine to six. So I'm sure you're gonna steal the tight end or somebody's corner or our wide receiver. But if I have to be objective, I will say this. Their GM does love that New England two tight end dominance. So I could see them going tight end. Then again, like you said, Jay, they have so many problems. It really doesn't matter what they do. Honestly, I really feel like that's the truth. They need to fill pretty much every hole on that team. And we still don't even know about the quarterback, LaDonna. Um, I just fell in love with Nikki. Because that's exactly how I feel about the Eagles. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I agree. I agree with you all uh, 100% that they need someone to throw to. Um, tight end, uh, wide receiver, somebody. Uh, they, they need everything. They need a backup quarterback. They need a linebacker. They need corners and safeties just as much as we do. But... I think they have to go offensive first because they were already had problems the last two seasons with their cornerbacks. And now that Zach, they gave permission to Zach Ertz to seek a trade. Yep. Uh, that was like your main guy. So I hope they have a backup plan. Don't get me wrong. I, Dallas is okay. Uh, but again, it's another issue. Can he stay healthy? Like our tight ends and our division can't stay healthy. Like none of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Logan Thomas is brand new so hopefully he doesn't have the tight end NFC East curse uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you never know but I I, I think that they have to um, protection um, I would say I would say yes on protection but they have a mobile quarterback they don't have Carson Wentz don't say, not saying Carson wasn't as mobile player they thought he was and he hasn't been the same since that injury right yeah yeah he needed to get out of there it was healthy for the city and healthy for him glad that that's a done deal eagles have holes all over the place and i would expect them to be near the bottom of the division for the next couple of years guys to be honest so that is mount play a player for the week this was nfc east we did the uh afc east we did afc north and we'll surprise you next week with what else we got up our sleeves. LaDonna's going to hang out with us. We got some more stuff going on over here, including unpopular opinions. What a fun segment this show is. So unpopular opinions. Somehow, LaDonna, they turn out to be popular sometimes, actually, with our sideways thinking. But um, I do have one that's actually special for you. I'll save it a little bit. I'm going to let Nikki kick this one off because... When she does her rants with her tomatoes and everything, there's nothing like it. So I can't wait to hear her, on, her unpopular opinion. Oh, God. This one, this one might, uh, if anybody does enjoy listening to the show, we lose listeners over this one. I apologize, guys. You can come for me. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, I think Chick-fil-A is overhyped and overrated. Uh, that's, cut, oh. cut, cut the mic. Cut the mic. Cut the mic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Okay. 
All right. I uh, So quick, like real quick background so we can all get our uh, points in. I'm not like a huge fast food person. Last time I had McDonald's, I think I was like 20 years old. Okay. Like last time I had Burger King, I think I was like 12. Like I just don't really eat it. So somebody who's like not a big fast food person, if you're telling me this chicken has been like blessed by Jesus himself with holy water and special spices and like all this shit, it better be the best damn chicken I ever had. So to sit in this friggin' drive-through line, like, I mean, my husband loves Chick-fil-A and I'm like, I'm not sitting in this line. I mean, I'll give them that. They're pretty good with the drive-through line. But listen, your chicken is mediocre. Your bread is crap. Okay. Your grilled chicken nuggets are dry and tasteless. And like, I'm a basic white bitch. If I'm saying your chicken is tasteless, it's tasteless and you got problems. Your barbecue sauce is liquid corn syrup and your waffle fries are soggy, unsalted, cold, and crappy. So I am sorry, Chick-fil-A. Like the bar is set so high. You don't hit it. If you said to me, hey, Nick, do you want to have like a mediocre chicken sandwich? little bit better than McDonald's fine I would roll with that but you set the bar too high and it's just not that great wow yeah <laughs> wow my heart hurts popular opinion because I freaking totally disagree with you Damien I'm a little mad actually I don't know if you want to take this one bro because Chick-fil-A like you know I can't go on Sunday that's fine but Saturday, my ass is there. Yeah, no, I'm a fan of Chick-fil-A. I think that Nikki might have caught the wrong day, just at the wrong location. Because awesome. all the stuff you described, I've never had the experience with the chicken being mediocre or the sauce. And then you got to get the Chick-fil-A sauce. You got you got the barbecue sauce? Got to get Chick-fil-A the Chick-fil-A sauce. It's got mayo in it, right? Like every special sauce is mixed with disgusting mayo. <laughs> I don't like mayonnaise either, so I'm there with you. But... Chick-fil-A, when it comes to fast food, I think is the second best when it comes to chicken. I'm from New Orleans, so I got to go Popeye's. But Chick-fil-A, I've always had good experiences with Chick-fil-A. So I got to go against your opinion on that one. But love the passion, though. You definitely came with it on your disgust for Chick-fil-A like I did for In-N-Out that time. And people yeah. on the West Coast came right, at me right. for my opinion on In-N-Out. But I still stand by that. In-N-Out is the most overrated fast food restaurant out there. My heart um, hurts again. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I I love it. When I first discovered it, I'm like, wow, I've been missing out on this. LaDonna, I don't know how you feel, but I'd love to get your opinion because D- Damien and I are definitely Chick-fil-A lovers. I love Chick-fil-A. Jesus blessed Chick-fil-A chicken. I don't know what she was talking about. Um, I think I saw him working the drive-thru a couple times. You're making sure that all happened. Uh, my friend felt the same way, and I told her to get the spicy chicken sandwich, and it changed her life. All right, maybe um, I need a little spice. Yes, because now they got the grilled spicy. So okay. maybe, you know, maybe that will bring you back over to the dark side. Because okay. um, <laughs> I've convinced my son won't eat nobody's chicken but McDonald's, but he will eat Chick-fil-A's. So they're, they're definitely a winner in my family. Yeah, Nick, that's that's a hell of an unpopular opinion. You definitely nailed it with that one. You yeah, absolutely- I don't. Yeah, you know me. I don't care if someone come at me with it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Yep. Definitely on the other side of that one. So yeah, that's a that's a three to one. But that's why it's unpopular. Damien, what do you say? 
All right. So for my unpopular opinion, I'm going out there for the single dudes. I'm no longer in the game. I'm out. But the stories I hear, I wanted to come and bring this opinion for the single dudes out there to help them out. It should no longer be a tradition or the standard for the guy to pay on the first date. Yes. Let me tell you why. So with the new technology now, the Tinder and the Match.com and all this stuff going on, there's a lot of chicks out here just looking for free food. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And as the guy, we should be protected from that and say, first date, got to go. We got to split it. We got to go Dutch. We got to split the first date. And plus, even if she isn't looking for just free food, what if you guys both agree that you're not feeling each other midway through the date? I shouldn't be stuck with the bill because you're not feeling me or I'm not feeling you or it's both going both ways. We should split it, split the bill, go our happy ways. But now I'm stuck with a full meal, especially if I tried to impress you right back in my single days. I had one of these where I took this chick to this really nice restaurant and then midway through, I was like, uh, I'm not really feeling her, but I got stuck with this expensive bill because yep. she looked good. Now part of that's on me. I should have vetted her better before I took her to a nice restaurant, but we shouldn't be stuck with that. First date, split the bill because we can't have people out here looking for free food. And also, it just should be the standard for both parties to pay. And then you see if you really feel each other. And from that point forward, you can talk about who pays for it. But first deal, first mail, split it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes, it is a new age, ladies and gentlemen. But let's hear from the ladies on that one. What do you think? Is that fair or not? What do you think? I think it's fair. All right. Look at this. I, love, I think look- it's totally fair. Um, I don't think, you know, I actually will, when I was dating a long time ago, um, I would pay for dates. You know, maybe if it wasn't the first one, maybe it was the second one. Um, right. I didn't really like say, hey, but if I entered it, but if I'm the one that said, hey, let's go out. I feel like since I initiated it, that I should pay. This is a, this is a wonderful woman right here. This is what I'm talking. <laughs> about. This is I like that. Understands it. And Nikki's been way too silent, and I'm I'm really worried about her opinion at this point. No, but, uh, no you just <laughs> listen. I I agree. Um, I also think first date is like, I always, it's been a long time. Uh, <clears throat> just gotta get that in there. Um, it should always be coffee. I'd always just do like a quick coffee or something like that. Cause I wasn't feeling most of these people, but I'm with you guys. Listen, it's 2021, no shame in splitting it. Not even that it's shameful. Like, come on women, you want equal pay, then you shouldn't be able to split a date. And I do take my husband to dinner every Saturday night and I do pay. All right. Okay. All right. Now we're talking. You see? All right. I like this. I like this. We're moving up in the world over here, guys. I love what I'm hearing. I love it. Excellent. All right. We got time for one more unpopular opinion, but we're going to have LaDonna stick around with us. LaDonna, this is for you. I mentioned it last week and Damien brought out a very good point that it would be very hard to do. But I think the Cowboys need to get rid of Ezekiel Elliott. They they have to. I, I don't think that he's last year watching him. He had nothing maybe when Dak went out he's like I just give up we're getting killed every game but I that, that's not the kind of teammate I want and now that he's going into his what sixth year I don't think that he's going to get better if anything he'll stay level or get below average his average at some point 
And I know that he was already paid and everything, but again, these running backs that come in, fr you know, freshman running backs, you know, second year, you know, they turn into stars all of a sudden. So I think Zeke kind of needs to be out of there. He's been nothing but, but trouble off the field, to be honest with you. And I think that they kind of need to start over. And I see Tony Pollard doing exactly what Ezekiel Elliott is doing when Zeke ain't in there. What's your opinion? We got like about two minutes. What's your opinion on it? You're about you're you're about to get beat up because oh, oh, oh boy, so we're both from St. Louis. <laughs> um, two, he hasn't been in that much trouble, and three, he's still leading all running backs that came in that season in yardage. Um, he's still number one overall. Uh, he might not have had a great season. Do I agree with you? He shouldn't have kind of gave up. No, I don't. I agree with you. He should have played full heart. Um, but they uh, they think, but I think the whole team gave up. Yeah, and it's not just him. Okay, I can I hear that. I hear that argument. But my my thing is, I feel like he's. I just feel like he's on. He's not going to get better, and he's on the decline. And that much money, maybe there would be a team willing to take it on. I'm not sure, but no, you're. It seems like you're definitely not on board with this. You want Zeke, and you feel like Dak coming back. Next he's going to add some juice. To you. All right, all right, all right. I can dig that. I can dig that. We're up against the commercial break. Ladonna's going to hang with us for a little bit. Got a little more on the unpopular opinion. We got knowledge with Nikki, and we still got to get to our NCAA tournament. So, guys, hang in there. 60-second break, and we'll be right back with you. You know how we do it, third three podcast style. We just went over the NFC East needs. We got some unpopular opinions. I pissed off our guest already, bad on me. But uh, a lot of stuff coming up still, even the NCAA tournament, knowledge with Nikki. We did, uh, you know, Mount Player Player, all the NFL moves that are going on. So still more fun to come on the third and three podcast and let's keep it flowing. I just made LaDonna very upset by telling her that the Cowboys should get rid of Zeke. So now it's her turn to get everybody else upset. Let's see what she's got to say. Her unpopular opinion and the first unpopular opinion live show from a guest. I can't wait to hear it. LaDonna, what do you got? LaDonna, can you hear me? 
No, I'm mute. Okay. Yes. Yes. I am here. I am ready. Um, beds do not need to be made in the morning, every morning, unless you have guests coming over. What? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's pointless because you're going to get back in it like <laughs> shortly after like and then it takes sometimes depending on you know the amount of pillows that you have it takes you probably more work to get in it i mean to you know to get to get to make it than to get in it there's no <laughs> point like why why waste my time um i do not make my bed unless i have guests coming over and sometimes i don't even do that i just shut the door i love it that's really funny i gotta say real quick i'm i am one of those i wake up and immediately i make the bed just get it out of the way so it's one less thing that i have to do but i have recently been thinking why so it's so funny that you just say that because like about a week ago i'm like why do i just make my bed when i first get up just go brush your teeth and wash your face and have your coffee and everything and you can make it after you're not in a rush so i don't know i i kind of like that because i'm with her <laughs> yeah i'm i'm with you you know but my wife don't play that so i can't yeah. be <laughs> that's right Listen happy wife them. happy life exactly yeah she she has this thing about coming coming home and the bed being made and it helps us sleep better I guess you're kind of OCD about that. Um, but yeah, if it was just me back in my bachelor days. Yeah, I only made the bed when I had guests coming over. Uh, I didn't get the point of it at all. Uh, I hate also to go along with the bed thing. I hate the extra pillows. What, are, what is that about? Why oh, do man. we have all these pillows? There's no need for these extra pillows. Now it takes me an extra 30 seconds to get in bed because not only did you want the bed made up, but now I got to put these special pillows in their place to make it look pretty. <laughs> But nobody. Yeah. So yes, for I'm definitely, for I'm the definitely house, Steve, for the bedroom. It needs to look nice for the bedroom. You know, give me your <laughs> wife's phone number. I think we got a lot to talk <laughs> I guess we know where Nikki's getting on that one. The clean bedroom. <laughs> Yeah, no, you have to have, okay, I can't, because here's the thing, like, I've come home from work, like, you know, and you're working out, whatever, like, uh, who's getting in a messy bed? First of all, your blankets are all jacked up, your sheets are all a mess. No, you know what? I love nothing more than Monday mornings and fresh made beds. (laughs) (laughs) And extra extra pillows, D, extra pillows, because it makes the room look pretty. What? What? Yeah, Pretty cool. No, I don't have like a hundred, yeah. but it makes the room look good. Beds are yeah. for sleeping uh, and, and one other. Beds are for sleeping and one other thing. So I'm with D. You don't need all these throw pillows all over the place. There's other things that you can throw. Oh. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to keep it as clean as possible, but I don't think it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So we got a split decision on that one. Very interesting. I love it. I love it. All right, Nikki, what do we got in store right now? A little rapid fire action? What's happening here? Yes, I have. LaDonna, so since you're our first guest, um, I thought I would conduct my very unscientific study um, of every guest that we have. So I'm just going to hit you with 10 rapid fire questions, kind of like yes, no, maybe like doesn't have to be any explanation. So if you're ready, I will kick it off. Let's go. Okay. Where are you from? St. Louis. Okay. So let's yes. 
you have a delicious plate of buffalo wings in front of you. Are you dipping those wings in blue cheese, ranch, or other? Other. Oh, what's the other? Oh. Honey mustard. I don't like blue cheese or ranch. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. You might be skewing my results. Unpopular opinion times two right there. <laughs> All right. Question number three. You have a steaming hot slice of pizza in front of you. Are you putting ranch on it? No. Okay. Thank you. What, <laughs> what is your all-time favorite snack? Uh, chocolate chip cookies. All right. All right. Too, right. Okay. Dunkin', Starbucks, or other? Other. Okay. Who is your favorite athlete? Uh, of all time, but my favorite athlete right now is Yadier Molina, St. Louis Cardinals catcher. All right. Oh, look at that. Nice. MJ or LeBron? MJ. If you had to throw out an NFL team to never return again, what team would it be? Um, who are the Jacksonville Jaguars? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? Uh, by default. Oh, wow. <laughs> and finally, finish this sentence. Never have I ever... Uh, been to a UFC fight. All right. Good, Good job on rapid fire. Very well done. I like that. She was on point with that. I feel like it was like family feud at the, at the end right there. You know, <laughs> that was pretty good. Well, Donna, wow. It was great having you on. We'll have to do this again for sure. I love your knowledge. Excellent. Oh, thank you. Hit me up anytime. I'm always available. Ah, sounds great. Ah, well, Nikki, I'm glad you were able to put this together. This was a lot of fun. Yes, I'm so glad she's able to join us. And LaDonna, do you want to let everybody know where they can find you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook, LaDonna Samani. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, my handle is SportsDiva82 all together. Uh, hit me up. Uh, do a show with my best friend, my husband, and my other homeboy, uh, Red Cup Ramps, every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we do it on Facebook uh, Live. Uh, so you, if we mess up, you're going to see us messed up and and <laughs> just go with it. Uh, but we have a lot of fun. We just like to talk sports and we usually have a few rants. That's why it's called Red Cup Rant. Absolutely awesome. That is great. That's great. I'm giving it a listen. No question about it. Love the way you described it and love how you came on here uh, with us, with uh, Damian, Nikki and I. Wonderful, really. We really appreciate it so much. Love your knowledge, love your rants, and love your realness. It was a beautiful thing. So we will be talking in the future, no doubt about it. So we all wish you a very, very happy day. And for your own personal health and well-being, let the Dallas Cowboys get better. <laughs> Great night. Thanks a lot. Oh, thank you. And you, you all, too. Bye. Bye. All right, so great job by LaDonna over there. That was awesome getting in on our style over here with unpopular opinions and now play a player, some rapid fire. I like that, Nikki. That was good. Fun questions over there related to the show. Love how you brought in the, the ranch and the blue cheese. That was excellent. I told you guys I would. <laughs> <laughs>
You are the queen of questions, and now it is time for some more questions. Are you ready to get to it or what? I'm ready if you guys are. Of course she is. Let's do it. It is knowledge with Nikki time. There is no better time of the year, folks. You know it. So let's get this bad boy rolling. Knowledge with Nikki. Ready to hit it up. Let's rock and roll this bad thing. What is our topic today? All right. So I was not happy with the St. Patrick's Day trivia. So instead, we're going to do one of your guys' favorites. We're going to go through the years. So I'm going to give you the year and you give me the NCAA AA champion. Ooh. Men's basketball. We're going 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s. All right. So it's time to get really... I don't know if your hair is curly enough right now, Nikki, but it don't matter. You got the question. Let's try to see if we got the answers over here. All right. I'm loving it. Here we go. Uh, who's first this week? I think D is first. All right, D. All right. Go get him, baby. All right, D. 1944. 1944? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going we- to say the University of San Francisco. No, Jay. It's actually a good guess. So who won? It's who won the tournament, right? Yep. Um, 1944. Uh, I'm gonna go with Xavier. Utah. Utah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Wouldn't know that. Wouldn't know that one. All right. Next one up. 1944. Look at her. <laughs> All right, D. 1950. 1950. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with uh, let's go at USC. Jay, I'm thinking same same state, but I'm going UCLA. UCNY City College of New York. <laughs> oh wow! Represent New York. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, D. 1962. 1962. Can just hear the hatred in his voice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with North Carolina. Jay? It's not a bad guess. I'm just trying to think out of the norm a little bit over here. Purdue? University of Cincinnati. Mm. All right, a little Bearcat action over there. Okay. Okay. That's it. All right, D. 1977. 77. Mm-hmm. Anything in the 70s, I'm just going to guess UCLA. <laughs> <laughs> I purposely gave you guys the years they didn't win. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. <laughs> Jay, you want to try 1977? Well, I'll try. Um, how about uh, Houston? Marquette. Marquette. Mm. Okay. All right, D, how about 1987? 1987 was it the University of Michigan? No, Jay. Yeah. I I don't think that was the year. Nope, that wasn't the year. Damn it. Um, shoot. I feel like I should know this. UNLV. Indiana. Mm. Mm. All right. All right, D, let's go to the 90s. How about 
I'm gonna go with. Hmm. Ah, you would pick the year after the Fab Five broke up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Ninety-four. I'm gonna go with Kentucky. Jay. I'll go with a different letter K, Kansas. Arkansas. Okay, Ooh. so half right. Yeah, yeah. Together, Arkansas. you guys probably no, got kidding. there. <laughs> 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 All right, D. Last one for you. Two thousand two. Oh, that was the University of Maryland. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That one. That nice. Nice job, bro. All right. Ooh. All right. Got me one. He knew that one. One, quick. one for seven. Nice job. <laughs> Okay, Jay, you are up, and let's go to 1947. 1947. <laughs> All right. Um, St. Bonaventure. No. D? Uh, San Francisco. <laughs> Holy, Holy Cross. Oh. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jay, maybe the 50s are better for you. 1954. All right, my father was born in 1954, so maybe there's some luck there. 1954. Um, let's go with Ohio State. No, D. University of San Francisco. It's gonna be one of these years. <laughs> <laughs> what is this law of averages? <laughs> like eventually. <laughs> uh, no, LaSalle. Oh, okay. Oh, you cracking me up. Bro. Uh, so funny. Uh, all right, Jay. Nineteen sixty-six. Pick up sticks. Nineteen sixty-six. Come on, Jay. Use some. Use some. Some knowledge. Um. Sixty-six. Damn it. Mm, the knowledge ain't really coming to me, so it's going to have to be. Damn. Buffalo? No. D? I'm going to go with San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know San Francisco, for some reason, I thought would have been in those 40s and 50s. Um, so 66, I'm going to go with Arizona. Texas Western. Oh, that's the movie. Oh, I'm, I'm mad at myself. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. I never even put that together. Jeez. <laughs> All right, Jay, let's go to the 70s. How about 1979? Michigan State. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah, Magic. That's the best. Magic Johnson, Larry Bird year. Yeah. yeah. Nice yeah. job. All right. How about 1985? Georgetown? No. D? Oh, no. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, I think well, see, that was the year after Patrick Ewan left. That's why he got so angry about that one. Um, <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> 85. I'm going to go with. I think who it is now. Was that, was that also Maryland? It was not. It was Villanova. Yeah, Jimmy oh. Lovano. That's okay. that's. I'm so mad at myself. I should have taken a second. Damn. Okay, redeem, redeem. 1997. 
Mm, okay. Uh, 97, just trying to change your names. I don't think you would try to pull a Duke on me. I think that's too easy. Um, 1997. I don't want to take too long. 1997, it was, um, oh, damn it. I'm sorry. I'm taking so long. Shit. 97. All right. Um, I'm going to buzz you. Florida. No. D? Hmm. I'm going to go with the University of Arizona. Yes. Oh, wow. Look at you. All nice. right, D. Mike Bibby, Miles Simon, those guys. Remember that one. Uh, <laughs> all right, Jay. Give me 2007. Come on. 2007. Virginia. No. D? Was that the University of Florida? It was. All oh, right. Man. You killed it. Nice job, Good job D. D. This week. Nice job. Good job, D. The one I'm mad about is the Georgetown one, because I remember Jimmy Valvano running around and nobody was hugging him after they won that game against Houston, I think it was. so. But that one I should have got. But nice job, D. You did it really good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, the last two I remember for sure. Florida, I remember them going back to back when I was in high school yep. in 07. And I remember Miles, Miles Simons, Mike Bibby, Arizona in 97. Very good, man. Excellent memory right there. I always say I'm losing mine because I'm getting old, but no excuse. Damien gets the championship of the week right there. All good. All right. Beautiful. Awesome. Nikki, excellent job. Great questions. I love the category and staying away from St. Patrick's Day, which I probably wouldn't have had a whole lot of knowledge on anyway. So <laughs> me either. <laughs> Oh, man. All I do know is sometime in, I think it was the 5th century, um, St. Patrick, I forgot his real first name, but um, he brought Christianity to the land away from paganism and things like that. So that was his uh, whole success ride right there. But that's about all I know. So moving along, we're going to have Dinner Fight Club for you in a few minutes. But first, we do have the third and three NCAA tournament bracket challenge out. And some of you guys have joined and we're really happy that you did. The winner is going to get you know, like a cupcake or something like that mailed to them. And uh, we'll give you a shout out and everything and have you on the show so you can brag about it. But guys, don't <laughs> get one of those cupcakes that um, Nikki's husband gets for her. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Shout out. Cupcake Magician and Red Bank. Yeah. Get the lemon <laughs> one, the coconut, red belt. Oh, man. I'm hungry. Yeah. It's only five. <laughs> I'm dreaming of cupcakes now. Well, let's hope she doesn't win because if we don't get the cupcake right, Damien, then we're screwed. So, <laughs> right. All right. But let's see who does win. Let's figure this out over here. But the, the only thing I noticed that was interesting this year, because I don't, you know, I'm not going to lie. I'm not anything of a college basketball connoisseur at all but I realized there was no Duke this year so I know that it's going to be an absolutely crazy wacky tournament we could have a 16 beat a one this year I have no idea but we're going to get to our final four but first let's look at our brackets a little bit and see where we went in you know maybe some upsets and stuff like that and for whatever reason why you know again because 
I don't know all these teams that well, but uh, let's see what we got out there. Damien, anything stand out to you in the first round over here, maybe in the top left bracket or right or wherever you want to go where you like, you know what? I like that team and it's for this reason. Yeah, so the first major upset I picked, um, if you're on your phone on the ESPN.com bracket, was Iowa against Grand Canyon, used to, can, Grand Canyon University, if I can say that correctly. Uh, Grand Canyon University, 15 over 2 is my first major upset. Reason I picked Grand Canyon University, I live like 20 minutes away from the university, so it'll be nice to see them win. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they are in the Phoenix area. And ironically, they're like four hours away from the Grand Canyon, but whatever. Ain't <laughs> even close and shit. That's Damn. funny. <laughs> yeah, the Grand Canyon is nowhere near Phoenix, um, but <laughs> Grand Canyon University—they were initially coached by Dan Marley. I believe now they're coached by Bryce Drew. Um, he's remembered for one of the biggest um, shots in NCAA history, making a classic buzzer beater, jumping on the floor, everybody going crazy. Um, and that was, yeah, it's been a little while now. It was in the nineties when he did that. Um, but he's a good coach. And I think that's the upset I can see there in my first top half for the bracket that I picked. All right. All right. I'm digging it. I love the reason too. It's so funny. The great game is like four hours away. It's hysterical. <laughs> um, and Nikki, did you go anything crazy? Any, uh, 15s over twos or 13s over fours, anything nuts in there in the first round? Yes, I did. I have. I have Maryland beating UConn, so that is not too crazy. A 10 beating a 7. Um, but I do have Iona beating Alabama, so I have Maryland and Iona going head-to-head in the round of 32. So that's a 10 and a 15, which will not happen, but you got to throw some upsets in there. And <laughs> my husband went to University of Maryland, and so I got to rep that. And I'm pulling for Iona. That's why I went there. All right. All right. I dig it. Yeah, Iona, you got to represent. You mentioned it before in the tomatoes yeah. section. There you go. I totally dig it. All right. All right. And what was the last night? Was it Wichita State beat uh, Drake, right? Am I correct on that one? I believe so. Yeah, I believe so, too, because I said they were going to, and now I think that they're going to beat uh, USC in the first round. And the reason is, is because I'm not a fan of Keyshawn Johnson. So I'm going to take the 11 over the six and uh, one Keyshawn. To, no, actually, you know what? That's bad timing because uh, what's going on with Keyshawn? I apologize. No, Keyshawn, I, I love you, brother. And honestly, we all wish you the best of everything, man. That's tough times going on right now. So wish I didn't even go there just to race that part of it. But um, USC, I've never been a fan of actually in general, whether it was football or basketball or anything. So I like to see Wichita State make a little... Uh, something going on over there. Virginia Commonwealth. It's just one of my favorite colleges to hear. So I got them beating Oregon, but I like Oregon state. They're a 12th overall seed. I like them beating Tennessee because it's not just Oregon. It's Oregon state. Now the whole state is coming after you. So I feel like, you know, <laughs> <more people. laughs> so I like them moving on a little bit. And I, you know, Michigan's the number one ranked team. I don't have them in my final four, which we're going to reveal soon, but they've always been my favorite college team, even though I, I don't know anybody who's played since the Fab Five, but that was the reason why they were my team. There's no doubt about it. And I love their colors. I totally love their colors. They're great. They're just awesome. So so I know Ohio State fans don't like to hear that one too much. But uh, any other crazy ones in the first round, guys, before uh, we check out our final four? Yeah, I also went with Iona over Alabama. B 
being an LSU fan, I can't root for Alabama and Rick Patino. If there's anybody who can make the upset happen, Rick Patino. Uh, also, with the upsets, uh, just to go down the line, I got Grand Canyon going to the Elite Eight. Um, oh wow! So, yeah, as my as my crazy kind of upset going through there, and I also in the second round have LSU beating Michigan. Okay. All right. Yeah, that, I think that's possible. Like I said, I'm, I don't have a lot of faith in Michigan because usually I don't get what I want and I would like Michigan to win. So that's why they're not going to. That's just how my world works. <laughs> Nikki, you got you got a few more in there. I, I got one other crazy one, UNC Greensboro. And I don't have anything behind it except for green is my favorite color. And I think they're going to upset Florida State, who a lot of people like, and then Colorado after that. Then I got them playing Michigan, and I think Michigan will win that game, but not go all the way. So uh, there's a few more of mine right there. Nikki, do you have any other ones that stood out before we get to the final four? Yeah, just a couple quick ones. I have Syracuse upsetting West Virginia because I needed an upset on the other side. I like the color orange. Feels a little hometowny, <laughs> And I got the hometown team, Rutgers, beating Clemson, and I also have Rutgers beating Houston. So, Rutgers, you better come correct or you're going to embarrass this actual whole area. I'm sorry Monmouth didn't get in. I live right near Monmouth University. Um, but So, Rutgers is the next closest one to me. Uh, but that's it, really. I don't know how drunk I was last night doing this, but... <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, gonna be busted. I got Rutgers over there with you. Uh, I don't know, but... Yeah, maybe my furthest one is Oregon State. Again, I'm just loving that thing and, you know, the whole state coming at you. I got them going to the Elite Eight. They're a 12th-ranked team. And Wisconsin, again, I just feel like they're just a bunch of big dudes that are just going to, like, elbow you in the face. I got them also going pretty far. But Gonzaga has been the team that everybody's talked about and the only team that I've really heard about for the most part because they're undefeated. And the last team, or maybe the only I'm not even sure. I think the last team to do it was Bobby Knight's Indiana team uh, to go undefeated the whole season and then win the tournament. I got it fact-checked over there. Damien, is that right off the top of your head? Do you know? I think um, some years back, Anthony Davis's Kentucky team went undefeated. Oh, did they really? Oh, okay. Okay. I can do on that one. Definitely. Definitely. If you say so, I believe it. Because you just kicked my ass in knowledge with Nikki. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh final four time and let, let, let's figure out why we picked them um i don't even know what divisions these guys belong in but I'll, i kind of went chalk a little bit not all ones but at the end of the day if i really want to win this thing and get a cupcake i got to kind of do it so on the right side of the bracket i do have illinois and ohio state and on the other side damien you got my final four team and my champion out in the first round, and that's Iowa, who will play Texas. So I got Iowa, Texas, Ohio State, and Illinois in my final four. And I like Illinois to play Iowa at in, in, in the championship. And I picked Iowa. I keep hearing really good things about them. They got this big center in the middle who's like eight foot 12 or something like that. So I know he's got a lot of really good things going on with him. But, but other than that, I, I really don't know. I mean... Why would I pick Illinois? Because Illinois is, I don't know, Illinois is, first of all, the way it's spelled is pretty cool. Let's not, you know, let's be real about it. You know, Illinois, it's Illinois, and they were actually like one of the first, I just found this out, I was looking at something, they were one of the first um, American tribes, and 
they live down in like um, the Mississippi Valley area, Mississippi River area. Um, so I found that really interesting. I didn't even know that. So Illinois is actually named after an Indian tribe. And by the way, people, Illinois is a state. Chicago <laughs> is not the state. Chicago is a city in Illinois. Do you know how many people have told me that Chicago is a, is a state? Uh, I, I mean, I'm not even kidding. It blows my mind. I'm like, no, it's a city, Chicago, Illinois. So that's why I went Illinois and Iowa. I, I don't know. I owe uh, my friend like a hundred bucks. So that's maybe that's why. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I got. So I don't know. Nikki, what do you got for your final four? Um, I took <laughs> the easy way out, maybe, except for a slight plot twist. I have Gonzaga, Michigan, Illinois, and Villanova, and I actually have Villanova winning the whole thing. Oh, and Nova winning the whole thing. All right. I think they took it home, what was it, three years ago, two years ago, Dean? Yeah. Yeah, it hasn't. Uh, they've been really well coached and always have good recruits, so that's a good pick. Yeah, sure is. Definitely. All right, Dee, what's yours? So I got Gonzaga, LSU, LSU, the eight seed, <laughs> making it to the final four. The odds that are happening, very low, but I got to go with my squad. Um, Ohio State and Illinois, and I'm going with LSU to beat Ohio State in the national championship. Only reason is LSU is my squad. Haven't been following college basketball like I did back when I was younger, but LSU, I saw them against Alabama in a very close game in SC Championship game. I think they have what it takes to make it a surprise run. So I got LSU winning the national championship. LSU, go Tigers, G-E-A-U-X. Go Tigers, let's go. <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> do it all out there. <laughs> hey, he's staying loyal. A number eight seed, that would be amazing, LSU, if they can pull that one off. That would be freaking fantastic. We're going to keep going through this tournament. You guys are going to go through the tournament with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait. I got Iowa, Damien. You got LSU. And Nikki, you got Villanova. Let's yep. see if they get it right and how many sneaky points we can get in there. Before we end the show, we got to do Dinner Fight Club. You know it's our closeout, baby. So let's get into this bad boy right now. Dinner Fight Club. I'm going to go first, guys. I went actors this time. And I went with the letter D. I don't know why. It just came up in there. So I got Denzel. I got Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio. Nikki, what are you going to do with these three fellas? Okay. So you have, oh, man. Okay. Well, I'm taking De Niro in a fight. I'm, old school style. Yeah. He's probably got <laughs> mob ties and shit. So I'm hoping <laughs> Um, who do I want to have dinner with? Cause like I said, my philosophy is like dinner, you know, that's why I took uncle Jesse to dinner. Sometimes it leads to other things. So <laughs> let's take Leo to dinner and let's take Denzel to the club. All right. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. That Denzel would definitely be fun in the club. No doubt. Damien, what do you think? I'm going Denzel in a fight. Did you see him in training day and man on fire? This yeah. Dangerous. I never Equalizer. saw <laughs> Never saw it. It's the off season now, Nikki. We have to make this list yeah. of movies for you to see. Okay, we have to do this because the amount of movies you have not seen is just astounding. It, it really have to get on this list, okay? And it's not uh, like you're like you're twenty years old, you know. I mean, you're. I'm not going to give out your age. You're a young woman still, but you should know these movies. Come on. <laughs> I've heard of them. I just haven't seen Training Day. Oh, fair enough. 
not really. <laughs> <laughs> Training Day is now on Netflix. Okay. We need you to watch Training Day. All right. Go flick it up. Go flick that thing up. Oh, <laughs> so, All right, so I'm taking, I'm taking Denzel on the fight. I'm going to take uh, Leonardo to the club. He's still got all the women. He's yeah. known as a playboy. So I got to take DiCaprio to the club with me. We can act like it's 97 and he's on Titanic again. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I'm going to have dinner with De Niro. All right. Listen, I, I'm doing the same thing as you, man. I'm having dinner with De Niro because he can't dance and he can't fight anymore, in my opinion. But old school De Niro could. So I'll take Denzel in a fight without a doubt for all those reasons and all those movies. And uh, DiCaprio, yeah, to the club, man. Are you kidding me? Bring the women on. Let's have a good time. I'm just kidding, baby. It's all good. I'm just kidding. Just <laughs> <a show. laughs> All right, D, what's yours? So for my dinner fight club, I want to go a little college basketball here. Are we going to go with Coach K, Jim Beheim, or Coach Cal? So you can dinner fight club, Coach K, Coach Cal, or Jim Beheim, which of course is the legendary coach for Syracuse. Coach K is Duke, Coach Cal, Kentucky, UMass back in the day, Memphis. So who are you going with? Let's start with Jason. All right. Well, John Calipari, because he's the youngest and most fit, I'll take him in a fight. Um, I would love to pick, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, Coach K's mind. So 100% having dinner with him. And Jim Beheim, I just I want to see his old ass in the club and bring him back them fifty moves or something like that. <laughs> Maybe the girls will hang around him and party. So that's where I would go. Where are you going, Nikki? Um, yeah, Jay, I I kind of like that train of thinking. I think that I would probably do the same. I could see Jim Beheim. Man, I think he could get down in a fight, but I think he'd be fun in the club. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> never gonna get with that one. What would you do, Ding? I'm taking Beheim in a fight. Have you seen him when he gets angry? Yeah, he's not. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he is crazy. Uh, so I think he'll be crazy in a fight. I'm going to have dinner with Coach K, and I'm taking Cal to the club. Like you said, he's the youngest. He's good at getting the young recruits. So he's probably good at recruiting women. Yeah. So oh! <laughs> well and, get done, him, and get him at the club with me. Well done right there. I like it. Excellent. All right. All right. And for the final one of the evening, Nikki. Yes. Okay. Because uh, I know we got about two minutes left. So I went female Grammy winners at Beyonce, Cardi B, and Megan The Stallion. Oh, this might be my favorite one of all time. All right, D, <laughs> you go first. <laughs> so I am going to dinner with Beyonce, you know, and I'm just gonna have a respectful <laughs> dinner. No disrespect, Jay-Z. Uh, <laughs> then I'm gonna take Megan in a fight because she's the biggest of the three. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Megan in the fight, and then I'm going to the club with Cardi B, have a good time, get some dances in with Cardi B. You know, nothing <laughs> nothing crazy, but something memorable right there. So dinner, Beyonce, club, Cardi, fight, make the stallion. Can I just do everything with Beyonce and just have <laughs> Cardi and Megan just get in the fight in the in the alley, and me and Beyonce have dinner and going to the club? Can I do that? Yeah, sure. It's, it's your it's your game. <laughs> Then that's my answer. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> oh, man. What about you? 
Um, well, I will take Cardi in a fight. I'll take Megan to the club and uh, not taking Beyonce to the club because I don't think she could dance. So I guess I'll have dinner with oh, her. You have other one coming at everybody today Chick fil A, Beyonce. <laughs> oh, I know, right? <laughs> Man, Nikki came with the fury today. There is no doubt about it. Oh, man, I wish we had more time. What a show, guys. It was great uh, bringing in LaDonna. That was awesome. We'll try to do that some more as uh, the season and life goes on. And life is wonderful when I'm with you guys, man. Third and three podcasts every Wednesday night. I love it. You guys are the greatest. You really are. I appreciate it. And I wish the show didn't have to end, but I guess it does now. But Nikki's hungry. And Nikki's hungry. <laughs> Of course. And Damien's three hours behind us, so the sun is still out where he is. So we're going to have to, uh, me, on the other hand, I'm hungry also. So we're all going to take a bite out of Chick-fil-A right now, except for Nikki. And, uh, <laughs> and watch on. training day. <laughs> yes, watch training day, Nikki. Yeah. Okay. And that's why you know, I want to have you back with the fight. No question about it. But love the opinions, guys. Hit us up at Third and Three Podcast for anything that's on your mind. And you know what? You may get a chance to be on the show. We are out for now. Peace, everyone. Peace. Bye. That's all, folks.